and we are live hey concrete hey danny boo what's good with your mama honey up up in this thing ready to get it popped off up in here what's going on honey it's the weekend over with you guess what honey what the kids going back to school honey Oh, yeah, they are going back to school next week. I don't know. I heard a little bit of working. I'm thinking it's a StreamYards issue because I I know it was doing this last show. You cut out just a little bit and then within like a minute or so, it rectified itself. So you guys let us know in the chat if you can hear us clearly, please. But um, as it relates to them kids going back to school, baby, that is not going to last. Them kids, y'all going to be uh, doing virtual learning again. Watch what I tell you. At the, at the rate that Georgia is going, you guys will be doing virtual learning again this year. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to do it again this year. Baby, virtual learning <laughs> was, was real last year. Listen. I mean, my son in the same room with me. At first, I had him in like a different room. And of course, he doing everything but his schoolwork, child. He was, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I and I have like his internet history. So if he's going into different areas, you know, I could see it. Solomon was showing out. Listen. <laughs> oh, and my I God. Mean, Solomon watching uh, the Jita, uh he all on his anime websites. He looking at the news. He looking at every damn thing but what the teacher was talking about. And, you know, I thought I was going to have to hurt him. And so I was like, if he in the classroom, he could he could get him some nourishment. They could nourish his brain. They could really teach him something. But baby Solomon was all over the place. So I really thought like I was going to end up in jail or something. But not in jail, honey. Yeah, in jail because Solomon just do what Solomon gonna do, and I was just kind of sitting there looking crazy, like, hold up, no. Um, so I'm hoping that they go back in the classroom, but Georgia don't know how to sit down nowhere. Georgia just gonna do what they want to do. Listen, um, that's the thing, and you do not even look like the type of mama that's gonna play. So I don't know what Solomon was thinking, <laughs> but I have heard from all of my friends who were uh, parents. Now y'all know I was fast, had my kids young. I ain't had to deal with anything. <laughs> but um, I heard from all my friends who are parents, child. While I'm over here living my best life with my soon-to-be hubby, um, that that it's a it's a real struggle dealing with them kids. That it's real ghetto, and uh, women would not recommend. That, that's what I hear. I mean, girl, and then I think they're going to all be behind this year. So teachers are really going to have um, an adventure um, because most parents, you know, when summer comes, uh, I don't think a lot of us abide by the summer reading program. And that's what's wrong with a lot of our kids. Now, we don't do the summer reading. And I ain't going to even say. But Listen, I, I was not that parent. I'm going to tell you something. My kids, like for punishment, that my children, um, they would have to read a like something on a current event, and they had to write reports. Like, I will literally, my kids, my kids be listening in the chat, and feel free if either of my daughters is listening to cosign. Like that was their punishment. You and we went to the library frequently. Like we were avid readers in my house. We played like word games with each other, tested each other on like, well, I would test them on spelling and stuff. They knew when they got in trouble. Guess what? You about to 
do a book report. Mm -hmm. Sure. But should you punish your kids with schoolwork? (laughs) And, um, you know, I was talking to somebody who's really into like child psychology, child therapy Mm -hmm. um, and all that good stuff. And they was like, you shouldn't really punish your kids with schoolwork. They made me kind of feel inadequate as a parent because I was like, uh, I'll throw a book report on my child in a minute. I'm like, oh, you like to do like anything. Anything could be considered a punishment for a child outside of what they want to do. If they prefer to be playing video games, but you say, no, you about to read a book, they consider that as punitive. So I get what they're saying. And I I, I follow like conscious parenting pages. And I know I've heard people say that too. Uh, my kids read for fun too. My kids were like, okay, so aging all of us, but in the city that we lived in, um, they still had the uh, Pizza Hut reading program, baby. My kids stayed oh, with no, those uh, Pizza Hut reading yes! <laughs> I had to take them to Pizza Hut so regularly. And my youngest daughter, oh my gosh, she is she loves to read. So she would stack up on them. And I'd be like, you know, you can only get one at a time. Girl, she thought she was going to um, Pizza Hut every day of the summer. Oh, no, child. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like, so, you know, I kind of worry like, damn, I uh, sit around and, and throw a book report on him in a minute because he is all about that video game life. Um. You know, I I don't know, child. I just I just have to kind of look at them like these children are different. Um, Yes, indeed, they are. They're they're really different. Someone in the chat was saying that homeschooling is the way. I do agree with that. If I had it to do all over again, like if my fiance and I had children together, um, I would most definitely homeschool my children. Um, But a lot of people like don't have that advantage. Most people have to work, um, you know, in addition to like most women have to work outside the home. So that's not um, a benefit that most women have. So in addition, some people just don't have the patience. I I don't. And I'd be the first one to admit admit to you, I don't. Because if you sitting here and you helping your child with the homework, and you asking them uh, two times five, and they saying seven, and <laughs> you 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 putting the five plus the five, and they mm-hmm. act like they can't get to ten, and then they saying zero, and then you know what you how you go the head, <laughs> baby. I, I I don't, and I realized, I realized that a very early uh, when Solomon was early on that I didn't have the patience in um necessarily the nourishment to nourish him in an academic way. And so I was like, I'm going to end up knocking Solomon between the washer and the dryer because he can't get these Uh little problems straight. And I didn't know how to um, communicate that with him. And I realized it took me a long time to realize that teaching wasn't really my strong suit. And so when he would get the wrong answer and I'm sitting over here, like, did I make him? And then I'm like, (laughs) damn his daddy was supposed to be like real real smart you know like smarter than me so i'm like damn you know maybe it's from his side of the family that you know he he can't get to two times five you know like i was like 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 frustrated and then i realized i'm not going to be the parent that would be able to homeschool because i'm really gonna wound up in jail 
because I I would probably be abusive because he's not getting what I want. <laughs> yeah, so that's I not like, a good. Nah, that's that ain't gonna be the move. Yeah, yeah, no, you're strong, Sue Boo. I ain't mad at you, but you know what? I do have to say, I think that people need to um, understand what their um, strong areas are, and if that's not for you, that's not for you. But I do want to say for women or for men who are doing some family planning and planning on having children down the line. Um, there are a ton of resources available to people who do want to homeschool. There are like, you know, private teachers who do homeschool or homeschooling groups. Um, there are, oh my gosh, there's a plethora of resources for people who want to homeschool, but don't have the patience or, you know, they maybe work from home and they can't dedicate the time. Um, you know, if it's something that you're interested in, look into it because there you would, I was learning some things. I've been um, dialoguing with people who do homeschool their children on Clubhouse. And I learned about a, a whole bunch of resources that I did not know about uh, prior to my conversation with them. Well, uh, shout out to Demetrius uh, for the super sticker or the super chat. Uh, we are so grateful and so thank appreciative you. of that. So thank you so much for that. Um, but, you know, now I, I can understand with the teachers not wanting to do anything because they still ain't paying these teachers what they worth. Girl. Um, <laughs> I, I I couldn't I couldn't do it I I couldn't do it and you know um shout out to everybody who actually goes into to that profession um because a teacher is probably one of the hardest jobs mm -hmm. um ever um Let's you're managing other people's kids you can't whoop they ass you have to uh <laughs> come up with all these lesson plans you yes. can't whoop they ass these kids are allowed to get smart with you they're allowed uh -huh. to do disrespect and the third um then, but then you, don't say nothing to them, baby. Listen, mama coming up to the school and she ready to with her bonnet on and flip flops, her bonnet on and fuzzy slippers, and she ready to fight you. I've been also seeing a lot no of bra. You know it. I've been seeing a lot of posts from teachers that are um that have exited their field. They said that last year was the most difficult year ever. They're talking about the pressure from administration. You know, they're taking like desk out of classrooms because they don't want teachers to sit down. Like, and they just talking about how it administration is really like stressing them out and uh, a lot of people are deciding not to return to the classroom you know for the first time in um our lifetimes this is what they call we're seeing um what is it called like um uh, a, a resignation tsunami. This yes. is the first time where, yeah, it's a employee's market. It's not an employer's market today. It's an employee's market because so many people after the pandemic have decided to resign from their corporations. They feel underappreciated, unappreciated, undervalued. They want more money. They want more benefits and every industry is being impacted. So this is a very good time for those looking for a career change, looking for more money to exercise your options uh baby with them eviction notices getting ready to come out especially <laughs> within new york city y'all better get y'all ass somewhere and sit down and take y'all ass to work um i know biden and i know biden and uh kind of fills y'all asses up to fill y'all that ppp about dried up uh baby y'all ass is getting ready to go to jail listen <laughs> listen um, I know that they said that a lot of y'all wouldn't have to pay them loans back if you were able to prove a lot of um, what it was that you were doing with those PPP loans. But a lot of y'all have uh, created these illegitimate ass businesses. Yes. 
Girl, and they're ready to tax y'all ass. Get ready. They're getting unemployment, but at the same time saying they had a business making over 100000 Baby, the government, I've already seen stories of people saying that the uh, FBI or someone, a federal officer came to speak to them about the PPP loan. They uh, hmm. submitted fraudulent information. Baby, listen, uh, I'll put a few dollars on your books because um, it's about to get real. I ain't putting a damn thing on no books because uh, I ain't get one. Listen, uh, you know what? No, I, ain't, I'm, I will not be donating you to your GoFundMe. <laughs> Um, you know they about to have all kind of well, funds. Listen, listen, you you didn't you didn't show back up with your BBL. You yes. didn't go on the damn beach. Kids your ain't got school supplies. Li listen in your two be your two piece thong bikini with mm -hmm. your sarong on. I'm not dope. Been in Miami partying. You hear me? It's been um, it's been a hot girl summer. You buying Gucci bags and everything else. Baby. Kids ain't got school supplies and the feds knocking at your uh, door. What? what <laughs> It's a whole lot of money in this month. <laughs> I will not be donating to shit. Don't look yes. over here. Sis, you on your own, boo. They trying to dodge the feds like they dodge Renison, a baby. They they know where you work. They know where to find you. They go sit and watch. They got time. Uh, uh baby, <laughs> you can sit up from the jail cell. Don't look for me to donate to your GoFundMe. Um, baby, I will not be uh spending baby, anything for your ramen noodles. Support your sisters now. Come on now. Girl, I'm going to support them right here. <laughs> uh, let me read our super chats. Uh, mm -hmm. Since we didn't get the PPP. This, exactly. is, this is our PPP. We get up on Sunday morning to come right. do this podcast. Come Facts. do this show. That part. Mm. Uh, shout out to Jack Spade. He says, y'all best be YouTube. Y'all best be on YouTube's A-game. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna deflect and gerrymander, <laughs> go for the gold with and don't Simone bow. Oh, no, he didn't. That's what uh, you're doing, Jack. You Jack, ain't wasting no time. Jack, uh, don't do us. We got y'all on there today. Mm. Exactly. Uh, shout out to Gaston's world. He says, ATL ho. Um, just mm. kidding. Happy Sunday morning, ladies. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, because yeah, it's getting ready to go down. Um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, Thanks for showing up last night, C Rose. Uh, you ain't have to just highlight you can have the breakdown of Black Wizard. Absolutely, but I enjoyed did. listening. I wish I would have caught the beginning of it. I loved hearing um, Mrs. Black Witch um, speak. First of all, why she sounds so down to earth and so regular? I was expecting something else. And why? I ain't even gonna say, but uh, it was so cute <laughs> hearing them. Like they're just so cute together. Um, it was I don't know. You know what? What you say? Cuter than me and Curlin. As cute as you and Bro Curlin. As, as cute as you and Bro Curlin. But I, I you know me and you doing a show together, right? I said that's cute. What you mean? Oh, I mean no, not as cute as y'all. No, no. Oh, okay. What <laughs> <laughs> you got going that. on? I'm you, not know how, you know how it is. Don't do that. I'm not. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure. I you know. know. Okay. Um. Shout out to Cowboys Nation. He says, "Good morning, C Rose. It's Sister George. Um. Good morning, Cowboys That's Nation. Good. It's so good to have you up over here. Um. Yeah. Concrete always be trying to do me. No, you and, know what? <laughs> you're such a sad. I'll be forgetting who I'm dealing with for a second. Um. Yeah. But you bring me right back on down to earth. Right back on down uh, to earth. <laughs> baby, there's no denying. I am who I am, honey. I, you I, are. you know. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> I, I'm saying a prayer, uh, sending a prayer for Bro Curling. But um, what else? What, what else? <laughs> Baby, he don't need prayers. I'm, I'm his goddess. Oh, oh, <laughs> that Lord. Listen, honey, let's talk about that raggedy Nelly and Miss Jackson. Oof, baby, I saw. Baby. Mm. For those um, who didn't, what's tea? Nelly and Miss Jackson then broke up after 17 years, 19 <laughs> years of being together. 17 years. And baby, years. 25 years of being together and he ain't mm. even give her a Listen. ring. She ain't even... She y'all should have learned from Ashanti. She should have learned. She was different than Ashanti. She felt like she probably had uh better things going on. I mm-hmm. mean, she was with Money Mayweather. Yes. Um, she took a little bit of a couple of knocks upside the head. They filed a police report. She got rid of the baby and didn't tell them until after the fact. I mean, she did. She got with Nelly. Nelly was like, I'm going to save you. And then he was like, I'm just playing. I ain't going to save you, girl. <laughs> so she was like, damn, you didn't waste all of this time. Or was it a waste of time um, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with a certain caliber of man and you're dealing with him for that period of time? Is that a waste of time if he doesn't marry you? Uh, it's, ask Cassie. Ask Cassie. Um, is it a waste of time? Heck to the yeah, it's a waste of time. Don't nobody care about you being a high caliber man. You spent all my good years and my youth that I cannot get back. That that is that is not something. That's something that's finite. Your youth, your good years, your 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 um where you can have a baby that is healthy, where you can, you're, you have your best chance of having a healthy pregnancy. Yes, it does matter. Just because you have money does not give you the right to string someone along for, which she was willingly there. She, she, she was a willing participant in the relationship. So I'm not saying that this is all on him. She's stupid, but um, yes, it matters. So how long would you wait or would you uh, wait before a man actually, uh proposes something uh well, I've been very- that, waited nine years and uh Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I was young and uh, I, we were teenagers when we got together so okay. factor that in but nonetheless I should have known better and then by the time I got the proposal I didn't want it it wasn't something that I desired um because oh. the relationship was already kind of you know on its way out on its last leg whatever have you. And I knew that by that point, um, despite the fact that we stayed together for five more years after that. But um, at this stage, I would not, I can't put a number on it, like how long I will wait for a commitment. I can't, I definitely wouldn't wait seven years. Um, By then I would know, like I, I need a firm commitment prior to that time. And I don't know if they were engaged. I don't even think they were engaged. Um, well, you know but- what, I'm gonna tell you something. Mm-hmm. If it came down to me and Curlin, I would have waited forever. Listen, <laughs> I'm saying that after I got the ring, yeah, though. Exactly, of course. <laughs> but do you think oh it's my. a difference in waiting when you're young versus, like, if you still want to have a family? Like, I'm older, so I'm not old. Like, don't get it twisted now. Before the snide comments come out. But I, I am not having children. I don't want like I, I don't want to start a family with someone. Um, I'm just looking for 
companionship, partnership, et cetera, et cetera. So does it matter? Like, would you wait uh, for a, a more extended period of time in your latter years versus your younger years? If you want a family, want, you know, children, um, you know, what, what say you? Uh, girl, I don't believe in wasting your youth on somebody who's not serious. Yeah. Um, when a man wants something, when a man wants something, a man is going to let it be known. He mm -hmm. ain't got time to be playing no damn games, especially if you've proven yourself to be the uh, type of woman that's worth her salt. A man is not going to play with you. Um, a man is going to let it be known what he wants, how he wants it. And he's not going to wave, especially if he feels like you're a good thing. A man secures it when he feels like it's worth it. And so being that I know the nature of men in that aspect and knowing if a man wants something, he's going to make sure he secures that. Then, no, I don't feel like you should waste your youth or waste your time. Um, they say that most men know right off if that's something that they want. Um, if a man knows that it's something that he wants, he's going to make sure he gets that. He's going to secure that. He ain't going to play with it. He ain't going to sit around and he got to think and he got to consider and, and whatever. And he don't, you know, and I feel like if a man doesn't know himself, I feel like that's when he chooses to waste your time because um, if he has to think about who you are as a person and figure out if you're going to do this, if you're going to do that, whatever, whatever, you know, like a man knows, they know right off. Um, if you ask most men that, uh, get married or has gotten married, if they were able to identify their wives, um, right off, most men will tell you that they know right off if a woman is going to be their wife. And when you hear that and you hear in that aspect, a man ain't gonna play. So I'm looking at it like if a man is with you five years, six years, seven years, and you still have not gotten a strong commitment, you still have not gotten a ring. Yeah, right. that man is wasting your time. And right. I, I personally, I, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't got time. I, I agree. I, I think five I years, six, five plus, like I, first, I think that, um, either he's indecisive he's unsure that you're the one and 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 in that case like why stick around why not find a man who's more decisive a man who you know does not need that long to make the decision as to whether or not um he wants you to be his his life partner so um yeah i i dang um i the, the bad thing about it too is that for as women you know, um, our sexual market starts to decline, you know, the fast, older we get. So your chance of locking or your chance of getting a mate um, as high value as, as the mate that you can get when you're 25, once you're 35, is going to be drastically, is going to differ drastically. That doesn't mean that there aren't some exceptions. And she's a beautiful woman. I'm certain she won't have a problem finding a man. But will um, she be able to land sure. the man that she would have landed at 25? Of course not. And that's exactly one of the points that I wanted to bring up. While she was able to secure uh, Floyd Mayweather and a Nelly at, her certain, at a certain age, we have to keep it a book. You don't have the same options that you're going to have um, in your at the prime of your youth versus when you are old lady in that wild and beat the brakes off your ass. It's just ooh, not gonna happen. Ooh, you you sound like a manosphere uh, mania person, baby. L um. Listen, listen. I'm gonna halfway be on my picking shit today because they've been so they've been they done had their feelings hurt last week. Listen. You know, we did the interview. Really and truly, and we advocated for the fellas last week, so I ain't thinking nothing. 
talking about them. Girl, um, I'm gonna be on my pick me shit. I'm so tired of them. Come, uh, you well, thank did you for this. Me know. You did that. I'm gonna have to be I don't on my care pick me about shit. What they say. Baby, I'm gonna coddle their ass today. I'm gonna be on that pick me and watch they still come for your neck. But anyway, okay, so <laughs> you can't satisfy these fools. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I already know. We we know what it is. We've been in this space for years. We know what it is. Well, um, let, me, let me read these super chats real quick. Shout out to my my husband. Hey, daddy. He says, I got to be the most um worried about cat around Ooh. here. Honey, Ooh. they talking about free you. Pray for Curlin. Um, <laughs> now, now keep in mind, Listen. keep in mind, Curlin is getting loved, uh, respected, a home cooked meal, uh, sex on demand. But they worried Ooh. about free Curlin when they ain't got half the shit that Curlin got going oh, on. Oh, 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 <laughs> don't oh. do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> I'm with well, it. I'm today. Um. Y'all ain't got half the shit that he got going on going for him, but y'all worried about him. Y'all need to pray for y'all damn self, but we ain't gonna go. Um, Shout out to Jack Spade. He says, if that man ain't talking about putting a ring on it by the 12th month and ain't walked that out by the 24th month, then ladies activate that exit plan. Baby, listen, it don't take that long. It really listen. don't. I agree. I, and I like a very decisive man, but I think that your time frame should be your own. But like waiting for an excessive amount of years without no real commitment, especially if it's not. Now, I, I've, I've seen I'm seeing more and more women who seem to be indecisive about marrying and or say they don't want marriage at all. If that is you, then, you know, that's your business. But if you desire, which I'm assuming Miss Jackson desires because they there have been questions about whether or not they will marry for years and she uh, did not you know shut those questions down and say she doesn't want to be married yes um i'm sure miss jackson wants to be married you don't yeah i um i i i i believe that most of us are wired um a certain way to want family marriage and kids most of us um i feel like we're at a point now to where we're trying to dispel um, that kind of culture and we're trying to feed lies to each other and say that, that we don't want that when that's not the case. Most of us want that. Most of us. Yeah, do. I do believe most women want it. I do think that there is a segment of women that don't. Um, for example, the woman who has been going viral saying women don't need a man, Dana Dane, she is very firm on the fact that she does not want to marry at all. And I believe her. <laughs> I've watched several of her videos. She is very consistent in her point. Um, I don't know if she's had, you know, if she's had negative experiences with men and, you know, I won't speak ill of her at all, but, um, I, I think that there are some women that that's just not what they see in the cards for them. And some of these women, it's because they feel like, she said that she has PTSD as a result of seeing other men, uh, seeing men dog out other women. So girl, but she ain't got PTSD for seeing these hoes dog out me and no, mm. no, <laughs> okay. not that, not, not, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gaston's world. He says women over the age, uh, women aged 18 to 25 got time. 26 plus got to start making moves. Men forever. Uh, oh you got, a, you go. got a, a decent point there. You know, we ain't going to mm -hmm. front. Um, shout out to the author, Alan Roger. Mother, 
and curry. Yes. Um, Sister George, you just described a mold one man. I usually knew by the end of my very first conversation if with a woman, if she was long-term girlfriend wow. slash wife material or versus just casual sex, F buddy material. Absolutely. Wow. Men know from the start uh, who I, they're dealing with. I do agree. I entered into it like so when I met my fiance, I was I had only been single for two years for my ex. But during the two years, I dated a guy for like a year and maybe a year and a half. Certain about him. In addition, it was beneficial to him because he had ended a marriage a few years earlier and was rebuilding himself. He had a very good job, own place, all that type of stuff. But he was rebuilding himself to where he wanted to be. Um, so we were together for what well, we dated for a year and a half, just kept just dating. And I met my fiance and within four weeks, he was like, nah, you, you, you know, you mind. So, um, I, I think that men are like decisive men know what they want. It doesn't take them, you know, years to make a decision. It doesn't take them an extended period of time to determine if they want to keep you in their life. Absolutely. Uh, Curlin said he knew right off. I, I I was like, you knew right off. He's like, he knew right off. And I, I thought that was so funny because I was uh, like, dang. Oh, I know. I was like that. But you know, anywho. I'm about to uh, go. <laughs> I'm about to. I, I'm going to see you later. Come on back. <laughs> we got a good photo behind. Shout out to Sick Lid. Um, Sick Lid says that there, Jack Spade. Um, shout out to you and shout out to everybody Thank for the success. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, honey, do you think that Miss Jackson would be able to survive with the average Joe? Meaning that uh she meets a man now, she's gone from millionaire to millionaire. Would mm -hmm. she be able to go to a guy making um a hundred thousand, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year um from considering what, what lifestyle she's lived. I think she might. Okay. So I don't know if personally, if she would go to someone, go to a man who was, you know, making a couple hundred thousand a year versus a millionaire. But I think that she might be better off, especially if you're from the school of thought that it's better to be with a man who's more in love with you. Um, uh, and also uh -oh. if she wants something completely different and wants someone to treat her very well, um, she might fare better by dealing with someone who makes a, you know, several hundred thousand a year versus someone who is a millionaire. But to be completely honest, in my opinion, it's not necessarily her loss because there's been a lot of allegations surrounding Nelly within the last few years. He had the bus tour thing where a woman, you know, that whole allegation about a woman being on the bus and some sort of assault going down, which I don't know if it was true. Then now, most recently, he's being thrown in the mix with T.I. and Tiny. So she probably you know is 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 going to do be, be better off <laughs> you know at this stage uh shout out to my husband he says yeah we know and after we know we look for confirmation of mm, what we know I like baby curlin was looking all through my damn bills uh, baby, checking like, let's see if this woman pay her bills Listen, oh. uh was all up in my business honey uh looking for quote unquote confirmation baby i'm not gonna uh, do this listen, with him i ain't mad at him <laughs> Uh, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, ladies, how do you, how do, or did you know deep in your hearts that you are ready to become wives? Um, I kind of feel like that's a thing that's done early on, um, mm -hmm. with how you're raised, I do too. um, to a certain degree. 
like if you had a mother that was a wife and your mom is kind of giving you um, certain aspects to what a wife is and what a wife does, I kind of feel like those things are kind of taught early on. Um, so I've always wanted to be married. Um, I wanted to be married from an early, early age. Um, but after a certain point, I actually didn't think I would be able to achieve that because I would say that I would say that we kind of became a bit quote unquote red pilled or purple pilled a bit early. So I was noticing changes in the culture very early on from what my parents went through versus, you know, like my grandmother and grandfather. I wanted to be married early on, but then was starting to notice like, you know, your value goes down. The older you get, your value goes down. Um, mm -hmm. The men stop hollering at you after a certain point. They ain't checking for you the same way they used to uh, in your youth versus when you get older. Um, but I, you know, very, very happy to to have still been able to accomplish that, especially with a man like Curlin. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, positively grateful for that. But I've always wanted to be a wife. So, I I'm, I, yeah, go ahead. I think for me, uh, I, I was raised to be a wife, uh, not just my mom. I was surrounded by women who were all married. All of my aunts, my uh, grandmother, like even the ones who divorced, they got remarried. Um, they are extremely domestic, very much, you know, women who cater to their man, cook dinner, three, cook lunch, breakfast and dinner, um, right. you know, plus dessert and, you know, uh, full course meals, um, you know, cater to the partner. Um, you know, house is clean, children are tended to. I come from a line of women that come from that school of thought and I naturally inherited that. I have never been concerned about whether I would become a wife. I am like, it's kind of a gift and a curse to be um, kind of have like that wife mindset because if it's introduced too early, you kind of like um, have men who kind of feel like, why buy the cow when I can get the milk for free? Right. Uh, but I don't know how to distinguish. Like, I'm not a person who's like, I'm holding these benefits back until marriage. That's not who right. I am. Like, I wouldn't be able to be who I genuinely am. And there's not typically, I've met men who have dated women who um, were um, very domestic, cooked, cleaned, did all that. And then when the marriage happens, they turned it off. And that was because it was a facade. So I'm mm -hmm. not, one, there's not, there, for men, if you're dating a woman and she tells you, oh, once you marry me, then you'll get those benefits. Don't believe it because there's not some automatic switch that's going to go off where she stops not washing your drawers. And now that you've, um, you guys have married and the paperwork has been signed, she's going to start washing your drawers, catering to you. That's very atypical, and that's not how women typically operate. I operate in the mode of I'm going to cook, I'm going to clean, I'm going to bring you your food with a napkin over the plate, bring you your drink, refill it. Like that's who I am. Bring you all your condiments and like set it up for you. That's who I am as a person, and I've always been like that. I think you bring about a good point. I'm gonna um, read the super chat. <laughs> Shout out to Sir. Ism, he said from the Macosphere, Sister G. Curlin said, "Cook him some breakfast and cut <laughs> this mess off now." Uh -oh, uh, uh -oh. Don't be interfering with our show, Sir Ism. Uh, Sir Ism, uh, the breakfast was made, the man was fed, uh, mm. lunch on the mm. way. That uh, part, okay. You know, you know, I I'm dealing with a tyrant uh, on the side chat. I, 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 I'd be like, but you didn't present this before we got. Okay, I, I you know, I. 
curling curling is a whole trip outside of this youtube thing baby i just yeah he he good uh curling is good curling is good um yeah he good i i, I just get somewhere sit down and and do what i got to do before i uh yeah, I'm the simp in our relationship, so it's real out here. I, you know, I'm the simp. So, yeah. Um. So when you mentioned uh certain roles that a woman will say that she will play once they become married, do you think women have valid points in that? Seeing as though you have a man like Nelly. Um, you have a man like, uh, it was somebody that Ty City had mentioned that will, uh, waste their time after a certain period of time where they won't get married. Like, do you think women have valid concerns and valid points in when they say they won't do certain things, um, for a man that isn't their husband? The thing is, I, I'm always baffled by that. Now you can lay down with this man, uh, engage in all type of freakiness, uh, you know, doing everything under the sun. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a tactful way to say this while I'm speaking, doing everything under the sun. Uh, however, you refuse to fix him a sandwich until he puts a ring on it. To me, in some instances, I find that that is like you're, you're giving the man an ultimatum without vocalizing or verbalizing it. I, just like I've seen women who say stupid stuff like, um, if we have a child together, I'm not, I'm not giving the baby your last name unless I also have your last name. It's kind of like forcing a man's hand and saying, you, if you want me, you know, if you want um, this certain thing that clearly the man finds to be a benefit to him, you have to put a ring on my finger first. But the most um, prized possession that a woman's own, her body, she's willing to give give of that uh, freely, you know, after just knowing his nickname is Ray Ray. Like, I don't understand that. And I think that it is just a manipulation tactic in most instances. There's nothing wrong with having boundaries and standards. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But um, put those boundaries in place and you don't have to rely on ultimatums or manipulation to get you to the altar. Like, I, I just think you bring about a really good point, but then I will see men do or use some of the same manipulation tactics. Like um, a woman could be giving them sex and they'll say, well, sex is sex. You know, um, she's getting something. A man would even go as far as to say, hell, they putting in most of the work when it comes down to the sexual act and say that, okay, it's the same benefit one is not over the other and or uh, actually i'm the one doing all the work when it comes down to sex uh and and making her feel a certain way during the act and so if her car breaks down in the middle of the night and let's just say it's a sex thing or i think most men if they're in a relationship they're going to help the woman i do think that right but i think men do put certain limits on um how much or how far they would go if a woman isn't their wife um, would it I don't, be, is there a hypocrisy in there anyway? No, because I don't see men do it. Then the, like, it's, it's rare that a man is going to say, 
I'm not going to give you $40 to get your nails done unless you my wife. Like women, now I, I do see men who only see you as a friend with benefit. They may reject doing certain things for you, but not while in a relationship. I see women that are in a whole relationship with a man, but refuse to fix him a plate. Or, you know, if he's staying the night over her house, I'm not putting your drawers in my laundry. You got to wash your own drawers out by hand because I'm not your wife. Like I'm like, once a relationship is established, the thing is, if you guys, first of all, you should be having the hard conversations up front as it relates to what you desire. Um, and you should also you, you talk about timeframes, what what my plan is for my life. And that doesn't mean that things have to go in that specific order and or your time frame is set in stone. Have a range like I desire to be married within three to five years, whatever it is. Have those conversations up front. But I don't think that it's the same thing with men do it because I rarely see men do it, especially with a woman that they're in a relationship with. Men are willing to pay bills, to change tires, to do everything that's required of a man while in the relationship, whereas women are typically saying, I'm holding this back for or reserving this for my husband, but I ain't reserving my body, my mouth. Like, what? Oh, oh, concrete! You little nasty today, girl. No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> but you know what? Now I I can't say. Now I've I've heard of plenty of men saying that they won't pay a woman's bills until they are in a full fledged marriage with them. Or I never heard least. that, baby. They ain't ever had a problem with that. Girl, you need to uh, do some lessons, honey. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to be a new femininity coach? Because, honey, no, but a lot just, of women are saying that they can't get a man to do a whole lot of nothing outside mm -hmm. of being like engaged or uh, ready to be married. Um, most men won't do for their girlfriends versus what they would do for a wife. But I you're saying that, that you see I a really lot of the same the audience. I want to poll the men in the audience. For men in the audience, if you have things that you're reserving for your wife that you will not give to a girlfriend, press one. If you have things that you're reserving for your wife, if if your girlfriend can get all the benefits that you're, you would still um, provide to your wife, press two. Because I, I've never, like, I, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not going to say I've never. It's extremely rare. Maybe once or twice in my life, I've heard men saying, I won't do X, Y, Z for a girlfriend um, that, I, you know, she has to be my wife. But for the most part, men, I don't hear that. Okay, so we well, you got a lot most, of men saying words. that there's most things that they won't do for their girlfriend that they would do for their wives. I don't know where I've been. I guess kind of where I'm from, it's typical for a man to to provide for his girlfriend just as he would for his wife. So. Yeah, girl. I'm like, uh, these men are, uh, they like ain't paying no damn bills for you. You got a job. I got a job. Listen, what you, I, what you looking for? I've never come across a man to say that. However, um, in my past, I also, um, you know, started serious relationships with men and we started cohabitating. So if we start cohabitating, you know, our bills are already combined. So you can continue to pay the majority of them like you was when it was just your house. Oh, so, oh, oh, I was just saying. No, no. We don't pay the same amount of bills. And I, I you know. Um, shout out to Dark Knight Mentality. He said that's the problem. A lot of men will um, give women stuff without them earning it. Ooh. Everything should be reserved for a woman that earns it. Um, I think you absolutely positively have a point, Dark Knight Mentality. 
Um, mm. I definitely feel like well, the women gonna say thing. the same thing. You ain't earn it. You ain't exactly. put a ring on my finger and made me your wife, so you ain't earn it. You ain't earn me washing your drawers. You ain't earn me cooking you dinner. No, <laughs> like what? But um, but uh, very very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, concrete, are you ready to dive off into? Yeah, let's get off into. Let's get off into the topic of the hour and talk about it's Saint Kevin, Saint Kevin, uh, the savior that the black community needs. Um, we 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 about to talk about it. Listen, I'm excited for this conversation. From what I've seen, Kevin is being exalted to a degree. He's being pedestalized uh, by men in the space, but also women. And this is this has nothing to do with Kevin making this a requirement. I simply see people doing this as they do with like leaders or people who start to lead in the community. It's like, I ain't asked for this, but you start to, people start to kind of, um, kind of uh, pedestalize you and they kind of hold you in high regard and, um, I want to talk about whether or not um, he is in some way a savior to Black people, Black relationships, the Black community, and all of the like. Um, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me read the super chat. Shout out to Jack Spade. Damn, I think all these ones prove a point. Um, Jack Spade. Uh, I don't know where I've been living at, in a bubble. Baby, uh, concrete didn't been been with uh one man and think that this, <laughs> that's how they that's who all that was the standard. Like y'all don't just pay bills at the gate. What? What? Girl, uh, a woman can barely ask these niggas for money, and you Baby, talking about I hey, don't pay like, Um, no, I can't say like my fiance is a sad, so he ain't just throwing money out the window willy nilly. Sad just be stingy, Baby. you know. Uh, right, we'd be stingy yeah. out the back. You have to kind of be who exactly who you said you are, yeah. Um, you ain't lying, but he's gonna provide to though, yeah. Very yeah. big on security and providing, so he does that very, very, very well. It's but the same right, way I have you been are. in a relationship for I was in a relationship for an extended period of time from you know, so uh, all of my young adulthood into my 30s. So I guess that was just something that I had become accustomed to. Yeah, you have to uh with with Sagas and Leos. Leos are good at very good at provision as well. Um but you have to be of your salt for them to really do what it is that they're gonna mm -hmm. do because most of them they got got their ass kind of uh burnt a little bit when you know they ain't been through some stuff. So they I got you know when they go through it and then they looking like hell no, nah, I ain't about to do nothing. Uh no, 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 no. Says who are you? What you want? So you have to kind of prove some stuff to them before they really go through with anything. But neither here nor there. Let's get off into uh, Kevin Samuels. And is he the new black savior, honey? Uh, concrete, what I do want to start off is, is with, um, do you think the black community is lacking good, proper leadership? What do you think about that? I'm sorry. I do believe that the black community is lacking in proper leadership. Um, I think that there is a major deficit as it relates to proper leadership within the black community. So uh, yes, yes. And more. Yes. 
Um, I do think we're lacking leadership as well. Um, so when it comes down to the church, um, uh, I would say that church membership, church participation in anything concerning the church has drastically just decreased um, within the last decade or two. Um, the black community used to be real, real big on our churches. But um, as we've come into the age of social media and everything being a bit more transparency, transparent, um, you can see how many scandals um, our pastors and uh, those type of people are involved in um, within a commute from a community standpoint. If people will go back to disparage Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, um, the Black Panther Party, within that aspect, we'll disparage those leaders before we say what they got right. And so I think that a decrease has, has gone down in how we trust our men and our women, especially if mm -hmm. they've had any types of scandal. So, yeah. we're, I think, we're, okay, go ahead. You're right. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly in that regard. I am a spiritual person, but I am not religious. So I, um, I don't necessarily think that we need leaders that are tied to religion because religion is so divisive. But I do think that there has been a decline. In addition, we see people going from pimping to preaching. So I Absolutely. think that there is a mistrust of people who are leading from a position of religion. And in addition, you brought about a great point of some of our former leaders, the scrutiny that our former leaders receive. In addition, like Malcolm had received so much hate. Malcolm was not well received once he was ousted from the nation of Islam. Not only right. was he ousted him and his family was homeless nobody stepped up to help betty shabazz when um when malcolm x was killed like the community left his family to fend for themselves like you're a martyr for this community and what do you get in return you don't receive any compensation you don't receive like what you know what you receive in return scrutiny you receive credit being criticized being um you know every thing that you say being scrutinized with a fine tooth comb people picking apart your family people making threats against your family you don't receive any kind of protection any kind of um rec special recognition or anything like that um so yeah people are less likely to want to be in a role of leadership because of that um but now what you will notice is that uh Media will put our celebrities up to being our the leaders of our community. Mm -hmm. So you'll have social media and we're looking to basketball players, actors, comedians. And these are, quote unquote, the new leaders of the black community. But these people also lack the credibility, um, the knowledge and foresight to be leaders of our community. So Very I think true. that that's a, a really big problem. Um, a lot of people feel like people who are put into those positions, a lot of people feel like those people have sold us out. And I can't say that I don't agree with that because I do feel like a lot of people have sold us out. But um, when a man like Kevin Samuels comes along and he has the messaging that he has, I feel like it's easy for us to put him in a leadership position and to kind of revere him as, quote unquote, the new black savior. 
Um, I'm gonna read the super chat. Shout out to Adonis 1909. He says, We do not have good leaders because too many put their own personal wants before the needs of the community. KS puts the community. Oh, okay. So you think that Kevin Samuels, unlike anyone else that stepped up to lead, puts the community first? I want to say this. That's very interesting, Adonis. Thank you for the support. Um, I think that the problem with us as a people is that we are looking for perfection. We are all made of flesh. We all make mistakes. We all fall from grace. Like you cannot possibly have a man of this world uh, lead and be perfect. That it, it does not exist. So I think number one, our expectations that the person has never um, jaywalked, has never ran a red right. light is absolutely ridiculous. I am withholding them to a higher standard, but I also think that grace needs to be given because we are first to say we're canceling somebody because we find an old tweet from, from you know, 2016 where they said something disparaging or you know when they were a teen or a a child and I think that you know that makes it difficult for anyone to leave because none of us are perfect um absolutely shout out to cichlid he said let's keep it a book Malcolm X betrayed the people who put him on um cichlid while he didn't betray them. He spoke out regarding something that he felt strongly about. That's not betrayal. He, he He's a man and he felt convicted regarding something that they did not want him to speak about, but that he felt strongly about. The reason well, they asked him they would probably consider they would probably consider that a betrayal. That's not a betrayal. As a man, if you don't speak on something that you feel strongly about, I'm looking at you sideways. Like you should be a man of principle, but at the same time, your own integrity and your own beliefs are supposed to come first. They just got mad that he was the person that was thrusting the NOI into the spotlight and the person that was causing, you know, um, the NOI to become, uh, gain so much notoriety and, and grow as fast as it was growing. I think you bring about a good point. Um, I could see it from both sides, but I, I absolutely think you bring about a good point. Shout out to Adonis 1909 again. He says his message tackles our relationship. Most successful communities have strong family dynamics. We as a mass lack that, and he is bringing it to light. Um, I got to ask you a question. I think that is an excellent point. Um, And we're definitely going to talk about that. Before you move on, let me ask you a question. What's up? Do you think it is better to have a leader who has lived, uh, uh, you know, um, who has lived experiences, who has, you know, not always gotten it right, who has made mistakes himself, him or herself? And, um, you know, can relate to what people are dealing with versus a leader who has led a life of, quote unquote, perfection, um, who has, you know, not really experienced a lot. Maybe maybe they have no relationship experience to speak of, but they've led a life where they did things by the book and don't have any recorded mistakes. What do you think? I have uh, mixed feelings on that, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, when So for me, and this is how I've kind of grown up, but I'm going to tell you where it's kind of messed me up at too. Um, when you've dealt with a person that has a lot of experience and that's lived 
and they've made a lot of mistakes. I do feel that a lot of wisdom does come from mistakes. A lot of it. Um, a lot of wisdom and knowledge comes from people who have generally messed up. Um, I think they do have a certain foresight, especially when it comes down to dealing with other people, especially when it comes down to recognizing others bullshit. I think those people have an excellent foresight and vision. But when you are dealing with somebody who has lived things by the book and they've walked a certain path, um, I also think that they have a different foresight, but they have a different foresight saying that if you do things this way and you've managed this way, although you can probably make a few mistakes, I've managed to um, not keep my foot in a bunch of shit, but I've been able to walk a straight path. Um, I also think that they have a foresight personally now. And it's just to me, it's a personal choice. Um, I'm probably going to trust the person that's made the most mistakes because I feel like I can relate to their life path versus to somebody who has kind of walked a straight line. Mm -hmm. But I, I really think that depends on the life path that you've lived and that you've walked upon. Um, with me, um, I'm not going to say that I was always in some shit, but I've done my share of shit. I've done my share of shit. I've done, I've lived. Um, so it's easier for me to uh, relate to somebody that's walked a certain path, but, or I, I can do a really, really good comparison to me and Curlin. Curlin has been more on a straight line, no major trouble, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I've done my share of shit, I've, uh, whatever. But um, looking at things from, let's say, Curlin's perspective, um, Curlin tends to be a bit more strategic um, mm -hmm. more of a straight line. Um, and I think it's a different way that we strategize when it comes down to doing shit the right way versus trying to get away with some shit. Um, and not to say that because you've walked a, 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 a different line than somebody who's walked a straight path that you're trying to do these things. But I think a lot of us who, um, have, have reverted from a straight line, there's a difference and I'm able to see the differences. So mm -hmm. I feel like there's benefits to both sides. I definitely feel like there's benefits to both sides. Um, right. But I, I could see, I, 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 I feel like I can see it from both perspectives. What do you think? Yeah. What's a good uh, question? I, I can typically understand things from both perspectives too. Um, I guess for me, when I think about leading, I want someone who um, has lived experiences because I would feel as though the person who has quote unquote walked the straight line, if they're full of it, um, I don't think that anybody has led a perfect life. We all make mistakes, um, you know, whether or not they're in the dark or they do come to light. So I want someone who has um, been open because I would think that somebody who allegedly has walked the straight line is just not being open. Um, I, I, when I think about my fiance, uh, when we first met, I thought he was very straight laced because he came to our first date. He had a suit on and it was like a more relaxed environment. I had on a dress and I think some sandals and like you know, a little cute uh, cardigan, but um, it was like a more relaxed environment, which he probably didn't really know what it was because he was kind of new to the area. And I told him like, hey, let's meet here. I love this spot. 
But um, so I was like, oh, this guy is like really straight laced. And I'm like, we ain't going to have much in common and this, that and the other, which I don't care necessarily about him being straight laced. But I thought he was going to be like a stick in the mud, to be honest. And when I sat well, down and I said, what you say? OK, so with being straight laced, um, it seems because it, it seems like now we give more credence to people who um are the villains, so to speak, um, who people who may not be straight laced. And it seems like we take away from people who who have done things the right way to kind of be. And I would almost say dependent on the other side or dependent on dysfunction. No, I think that uh, first off, like that's, uh, you know, I don't think that's the parallel that should be drawn. I think that number one, there is a huge middle spectrum. We go, we always, especially in this space, go from straight yeah. lace to Pookie and Ray Ray. And there's a ton of people in the middle, this huge middle that we don't talk about, working class, regular, everyday Joe. Um, but my thing wasn't the fact that he was straight lace. That's why I quickly started to correct that. It was more of the fact that I was thinking he was going to be a stick in the mud. And I'm silly i like i love to laugh i and the thing is he's like one of the funniest people ever he's naturally witty he thinks of like immediately after saying something he'll come back with a funny comeback or crazy comment and i just and this was just like my, my first glance um because he's a very well-groomed man i mean like immaculate like you know had a tailored suit that oh my gosh he just looked fine but with that said, I just, this was just, we had dialogue for some time, like after we exchanged numbers and stuff. And I enjoyed this conversation, but I'm like, is this going to be someone I can laugh with and enjoy their company? And he absolutely is like, oh my gosh, more than I ever would have imagined. But um, I say that to say, like, I, I just think it's important for me to have somebody that is relatable. And he was. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Good points. Shout out to Adonis again. Hey, Adonis, shout out to you. Um, he says, a leader works and fights for the betterment of the community. Their lived experience is wisdom that benefits us when it is taught. Um, great point, Adonis. And shout out to you again. He says, Kevin Samuel's message, men work hard to be successful and confident. Ladies, stop belittling the men that you need as your shield that you need as your sh shield and strength against the world. I think I kind of understand, ladies. Stop belittling. Okay. Oh, I absolutely understand. Don't stop belittling the men that we need to protect us, the very men we need to protect us. Absolutely. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Adonis. That's a great point. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, nowadays, I realize that leaders can be found in YouTube. I see that in Kevin Samuels. I also see that in Danica Marie, Kendra D, The Crimson Cure, and maybe Erica Lachey. Um, shout mm. out to those people um, because they do support some really, really good content um Do you and Kendra D, um really yeah. good content from both of those ladies absolutely um do you think that um now in this age of social media that we will be more apt to find those in leadership position through social media um it depends on what you are consuming and what you're filling your head to what mm -hmm. what you're what you're taking in as an individual if you are looking for bullshit, you'll find bullshit. Um, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of us are addicted to drama and fuckery. And um, I would say, I would even go as far as to say sometimes that that's what makes our channel pop because we, we provide a little bit of both with some seriousness. We 
Um, I feel like we give yeah, some medicine. Yeah, I think it's a good balance. The, There's yeah. drama, and it's not doctor drama. It just happens. You know, you get black right. folks together, and baby, you know how I go. But um, yeah, there that some of it is uh, you know, drama or entertainment versus uh that intellectual deep conversation. So I get what you're saying. Right. But let's get so, back off into. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I was about to go there too. Um, do you feel we lack strategy? as a community and if so um what do you think kevin provides to what do you think he adds to that so um i definitely think that we lack strategy number one we can't unite or come on one accord to to strategize everybody feels like they have the perfect idea as to how to um benefit the black community, how to help us to become structured and we can't unite. So that is the biggest problem that we face. Um, I think as it relates to Kevin, um, I think that Kevin, what he provides that we don't see within the community is a vehicle for the message that black men have been you know, preaching for years to, to be heard. So what happens is although black men aren't a monolith, we are able to hear some of the things that were, uh, would typically have been a part of barbershop conversations or private, you know, things that would be talked about in a gentleman's club. So he is providing a large platform where we can hear those, uh, part of those conversations, um, be reiterated and you know um for for you know women all over the globe to to kind of um hear and and, and come to the realization that wow this is how men really think yeah what are I, you, think, your... I think you bring about some really good points on that especially with women being able to hear how a lot of men really think i think you bring about really really good points um because in my opinion my own opinion, while you do have some women who do have a bit of strategy, who's been able to manage their households, um, women still think that we can outsource the utility of men. Um, mm -hmm. And when we have that type of mindset and you're telling the men that they aren't useful, they're, they aren't beneficial to the community. And then you turn right back around and you're saying that you need them for this, that and the third um, nobody wants to be used. Nobody wants to be pushed to the side. Nobody wants to be a a, a, a second thought. Um, it's like we feel like we can replace men's functionality, and that's just not the Absolutely. case. Absolutely, I agree with that. I, I've seen a lot of conversations surrounding that very thing uh, as of late. But I wanted to um, kind of take it to the original point of the stream regarding is Kevin Samuels the savior that the black community needs? And first off, like the premise for the show, um, I did a lot of research for this show. And in my research, I found it interesting that I was seeing women of all ages um, give a lot of thanks and praise to Kevin. Um, I was seeing women thank him for improving their relationships within the men, with the men in their lives, from their husbands right. to the baby daddies, to men that they just happen to meet, men that they are dating, which I found to be completely interesting. Um, and when we talk about him being a savior, I guess that thought process comes from the fact that Kevin, if nothing else, um, has started a um the process for or start has 
created a space for a conversation to take place as it relates to the breakdown between men and women, the divide between men and women. He's also challenging the poor standards of women by saying, because of your past or because of X, Y, and Z, you don't meet the standard for the man that you want. Um, he focuses a lot on like qualities of a wife or he talks a lot about legacy or men who want children. And we're talking like regular guys to high value men, not like athletes and entertainers and people like that, that we like to focus on. But as a result of that, this, th this the, the thought process for this topic came about. And I want to know from you, just answering the question that is on the table, um, before we move on, because, you know, I want to talk about it. Is Kevin Samuels, uh, the, to you, is Kevin Samuels the savior that the Black community needs? Um, I'm kind of divided on on that to a certain degree, um, because I did write down like pros and cons of um, Kevin's message. And I'm going to read these super chats and I want to go through some of those first. Okay. Um, shout out to my brother, the Roger report. He said the important part of being a leader is how good they are in that area. Their background doesn't matter. If your concern is something other than how good he is in his leadership area, it shows mm. how dysfunctional <laughs> you are. Um, Roger, you, Roger. Oh, report and long live the habitual <laughs> line step because that's what we're going to do. Hmm. Um, shout out to Adonis1909. Adonis got that check, boo. Um, Adonis <laughs> says, KS is starting where it matters. If the right men are appreciated, not for being a pookie, the strength will come back to our community. Um, Adonis, you bring Adonis coming with the heat, boo. He is. He get, he breaking us off a little bit of that PPP, and we appreciate you, Donis. Oh, do, honey. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Javon478. He said, Black people don't have leaders. We mm. have spokesmen. Child, like the Javon. word being. Thank you, Javon. I like it. Shout out to Gaston's world. He said, what KS brings that every good leader's brings to their respective community is engagement from all sides we Very know well how said. much black women love engagement all jokes aside it's the conversation we needed to have Ooh, yep. absolutely positively wholeheartedly agree with that wholeheartedly agree with that okay right. so um let me go through some things that i feel that he has gotten absolutely positively um right let's hear it okay I feel like he is waking um, people up to this red pill knowledge. Um, so I would feel that, and, and y'all going to get me, but I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Um, black men have not really held their women accountable um, like they were supposed to for a very long time. Women have been getting away with all kinds of shit. Um, women, the standards for women have been relaxed so much that women can't even be brought back to the middle um, mm. where a woman wants to even be a fucking woman. A woman wants to be a man. She wants to be unfeminine. She doesn't want to have graceful. She doesn't want to nurse. She doesn't want to play her role. She wants to play everybody's role but her own. 
Um, she feels like she can make the money. She can go to work. She can get the dick. She can drive whatever car she wants. She can do whatever the fuck she wants to without anybody being accountable. Um, she wants to do whatever it is she wants to. So I don't feel like black men has held, um, their own women accountable to a certain degree. And I feel like he's bringing accountability back that part. Um, so I do feel like he's awakening men to red pill knowledge. Absolutely. Um, number two, I feel like he is being honest, um, to beauty standards about beauty standards to a certain degree, um, talking about uh, women not really doing themselves. We are the only fucking group of women that are fighting to be in bonnets and house slippers and fucking pajamas out in public. No other race of women is doing this. And then you can't say, well, Ooh, white women do it too. I don't give up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I, baby, I done had my Wheaties. I done took my multivitamin and uh, my husband. And I, anyway, we're doing husband and wife things. I, I'm in a good mood. Come on with it. Um, but we're the only race of women that's fighting for a certain type of dysfunction that no other women are. We're not, other women, other races and women are not fighting to do this. So we're fighting for a fucking dysfunction that absolutely makes no sense. We're fighting to be unfeminine. We're fighting to be uncouth. We're fighting for our own dysfunction. And it's, it's amazing to me. It's amazing. Um, Wait, shout out to uh, Dunnis again because I knew we was going to lose this one. He said, no PPP, trucker making my own. LOL, make that money, man. Make that money, Adonis. Uh, Adonis, I'm joking with you. I'm always coming with a um, corny joke, but uh, okay. thank you for the we support. We got two more. We, we got two more. We got two more. Okay. Thank God a new batch of women comes out every year. Ain't nobody want y'all to mess around with their damn 18-year-old. Stop it, child. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding not really um shout out to brooklyn kings he said when black men hood black women are accountable they're called they were called misogynistic um yeah uh that's a good point um let me finish my my little list because i got a whole <laughs> shebanga bang over here um i do think that he tr uh he is good with trying to teach strategy over short-term thinking, which the black community does lack. Um, there was a woman that he was talking to and the woman was talking about um, she made a certain amount of money a year and he was telling her that it wasn't enough. And initially I actually had an issue with that. Actually, I had an issue with that. I'm like, well, if she's making a, if she's in management and she's making this type of money, a year, then she should be able to survive. She should be able to make it. But um, sitting here talking to my husband, who is very strategic, my husband was like, well, um, you have to think about it with a lot of women being in survival mode and we're living day to day as opposed to thinking over long term periods of, you know, of thinking. If you're living day to day, then you're not really planning for a future. And he does uh, try to get women to plan for a future. He does try to make women recognize that it is getting colder. Uh, you do have things like inflation. You do have more men dating out. I think he point he does a really, really, really great job in pointing those things out. So I think that's um, wonderful. I think he does that really, really good because we don't think in long term. We think day to day. Um, so I think I do. I do think he does a good job of that. Um, when he's telling women that it is getting cold, winter is coming, 
He absolutely has a point. He was telling the woman that the phone stops ringing after you turn a certain age. Once you hit a certain mark, men are not going to be checking for you in your prime versus when you're 45. Um, a man wants youth, fertility, great attitudes. When you are out of your prime, when they're wild and beat your ass, Men are not going to be checking for you the same way. I, I do think he does a really, really good job in that. Um, when he talks about the way men respect other men versus how women respect men um, or how women view men, I think he does a really, really, really great job in that. Um, like I said, we have been brought up in a matriarch. So to a point that we don't understand the utility of men and will actually try to diminish men's role in our society um, versus what it is that they really what they're really doing. And in comparison to what a woman won't do, I will never, ever work down in a sewer. I won't ever um, uh build a building. I won't ever be on the top of a building, building a high rise. There are certain jobs that I will never do um, that a man will do that a man is able to plan out and be strategic about it and build um, our infrastructures, um, even being a father to a child or even being in a household. But we've been raised in such a matriarchy that we diminish all those roles telling each other, girl, you can do it. You just ball up your fist and wash your hands, girl, you got it. So I think we, we do a lot of that and I think he gets those right. I think he gets those right um by far. Uh let me read these super chats real quick. Uh fighting to be defiant for defiance sake. Absolutely, babe. Absolutely. And we do a lot of that. Um just a question do black males as a whole truly have the power to lead? Mm. Um you have the power to lead your own household. Um outside yeah. of leading your own household um people have to want to be under your leadership to be led but you definitely have the power to lead your own people yeah, i feel like own. the you know white male patriarchy is what rules in this country so within this country no uh outside of this country and where you know uh, black people are the majority yes um, shout out to Black Wizard. He says the other side of accountability is self-worth. You don't hold people in your relationships accountable when you think lowly of yourself. If men valued their well-being, these problems wouldn't exist. Men tolerate a lot of mistreatment. And so that goes back to a question that Kit Cloud was uh, asking earlier on in the chat um, was about the accountability piece. Men didn't hold women accountable. Um and I don't even know if y'all were allowed to or if y'all, you know, if the power was taken away to a certain degree or or what happened to that or where the disconnect was between that, because that's that's a hard thing to kind of um, translate. But if you're not holding the women accountable and the women are running amok, then a lot of those things do go back to the actual man because. It is on you to hold a woman accountable and to have a certain type of respect for yourself. But now I do think that there's a definitely an increase in that. I do think there's an increase in that. So um, shout out to Leo Anthony. He said, shout out to Pick Me George and Concrete the Optimist. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I told y'all I was going to be on my Pick Me shit today. We're going to see how y'all going to do with it, though. Y'all don't appreciate me when I be on my Pick Me shit. Y'all just be going to fuss. 
But uh, what do you right. think of those things so far, or what do you think Kevin has gotten right um, so far? I thought that that was a very good, uh, extensive list that you covered. Um, I think, you know, as far as what he's gotten right, I think, like I said, he he has created a space for the conversation. Uh, you know, he, he's created a vehicle for the conversation to at least take place. Um, and I think in addition to that, um, he had the conversation in and of itself has um, caused people to evaluate um, their relationships and do some deep introspection within themselves as it relates to their role in the um, decline in communication with people that they have relationships with, especially specifically people of the opposite sex. I think that um, he has also just improved overall communication. He's caused some women to stop and actually listen or take heed to what their partners are saying. Um, I think that he has highlighted certain things that women have probably heard within their relationships with men that they love, um, that they um, maybe didn't pay a lot of attention to or give enough credence to, and they were dismissive of, that they had to, have to now uh, acknowledge. I think in addition to that, like I said, he is challenging the poor standards of women. Women are having to reflect about the choices that they've made within their lives, um, the choices that they cont are continuing to make. In addition, um, I think that he is also um, also challenging the unrealistic expectations of women. Absolutely. Um, he, yeah, absolutely. Women, he is, you know, holding a mirror up for women to see, saying, are you... Um, are you your best, uh, the best version of yourself? Because you're looking for a man who is the best version of himself, who has the most to bring to the table, a man who um, can exercise his options and have his pick of, you know, um, women that maybe would um, rank higher on the scale than you. He's also hmm. um, uh, highlighting the fact that, you know, people are ranked in a rank and file system that and not everyone is in that top percentage that most of us fall somewhere in the middle and a lot of women don't like to hear that um mm -hmm. i think that he also um is steering the conversation more towards family and marriage. Although the clips that we hear uh, of, of Kevin saying something that could be considered inflammatory um, mm -hmm. is just one part of what we hear from his shows. But when you go back and listen, a lot of the conversation does focus on marriage and men who want marriage and, um, you know, um, family and legacy and things of that nature. So I do think that there are some benefits to what he's doing. There are quite a few. And um, I, yeah, I, I think that it, it's, it's um, he's doing a, a good service to black people by sparking these conversations because they need to be had despite how difficult they are to uh, navigate. I think that they need to be had and he's at least um, providing the vehicle for that to, that to be done. Um, one more thing that I did want to point out that I think he does a great job of is encouraging um, people to get to go to therapy. I think that that is yeah. a absolute positive thing because a lot of us do need therapy. 
and, you know, um, going to therapy, it used to be such a huge stigma against going to therapy. So I think he does a really, really good job in um, referring people to therapy and telling them that they need therapy and um, certain issues that they need resolved with. So I think he does an outstanding job with that. Now, on to the things that he may have gotten wrong. Or one question do we can talk about is uh, how far um, has people gone? Uh, how far do you think people have gone trying to destroy his credibility? Um, what things do you think Ooh. people have done to, 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 to try to destroy his credibility as a image consultant? Um, I don't know what other titles he's actually referring to himself as, but I do know image, image consultant is a big one. I don't know if he would refer to himself as a dating coach, um, but a social media personality um, image mm -hmm. consultant. How far do you think people have gone to ruin his credibility? Um, I think that that is a very good question. I think that um, from what I've seen, there's no links to where people will stop to destroy his credibility. I've seen people, number one, making slanderous derogatory comments about him, um, spreading his of spreading snippets from his show that uh, would paint him in a negative light, make him out to be a villain. Um, I think I've also seen people do things such as, um, I've seen people even um, comment, you know, negative things under his videos. I've seen people make streams slandering him. Uh, he has been sued. Um, there is a ongoing petition, as we know, that is uh, trying to essentially silence him or, or remove him from the platform or minimize the number of people that he can reach. Um, I think that it's pretty limitless. I would not be surprised if he were out in public and, you know, uh, would face like, you know, angry women who don't like that feel that he's making disparaging comments about black women and as a result berate him. Okay. Uh, shout out to Nick speak. She said discredit him because he's been married twice. Um, I think you bring about an interesting point. Nick speaks. Um, that was one thing that I didn't, um, have on my list, but, um, that does go back to saying, can you trust somebody who's gone through it as opposed to somebody who's actually living it? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that is a really good point to bring about. Um, I, I can't, I don't have anything to say against that point. Um, but as far as, you know, he's experienced it, but, uh, there is a different a difference in a person who's experienced it versus a person who's living it or has made it through it and has done it successfully. So I, I think that's a good point. Okay. Um, so I also wanted to um, ask the question since we asked the question of whether or not he is a savior and like what the benefits were. Um, are there any takeaways from Kevin's rhetoric? What uh, are there any, um, takeaways from Kevin's rhetoric that you disagree with or that you find problematic that could impact the community in a negative way? Um, yes, yes. Um, because I do have things that his detractor says versus some things that I think, and okay, I'll, I'll let's, go, let's do that. Let's go over what his detractors say versus what you think. And then I'll do the same. 
Okay. Um, detractors are going to say that he is a metrosexual man. Um, they'll call his sexuality into play. Um, a lot of men will say that he does not represent them because of the uh, way that he presents himself. Um, I think, well, I'll say that uh, to his detractors, um, he speaks things from, from the lens of a high value man. Um, the majority of men don't make the money and or or have the status that he has. So I think that there is definitely a difference um, when you're talking to men that are basically average in salary or people that are average in salary um, versus men who are actually making the money. Um, I would even go as far as to say, and this is my personal opinion, um, Men who don't make the money are not the same as men who who make the money. Um, so if you have if you're a certain status, you don't get the call shots like men who aren't of a certain status. And it's the same way with a woman who's attractive versus a woman who's non attractive, um, because women's value is in their looks and youth and beauty. Um, men's value is what they're able to produce. So if you're not producing as the, the same thing, you don't get to have the same say. And men get kind of pissy about that, but that's the truth. And he'll say it. Um, so I feel like a lot of detractors um, will definitely talk, will, will say that he comes from a high, high value man perspective. Most, the majority of his audience are not going to be high value men by default. So I think that's a thing. Um, I will say that a lot of detractors don't want to hear a message from a black man. We are from a matriarchal society. Women have been in leaderships within our household, being that we have the um, most single mothers out of anybody. Um, single mothers raising men uh, kind of takes away a lot of logic and reasoning and st strategy. So when you have men coming from women, uh, men are reacting the same way as women. Uh, men are taking on a lot of the traits or have taken on a lot of the same traits as women. So I think that that's an issue. Um, my personal things is his delivery. I feel, and this is my personal opinion, I do feel that you can get you can convey a message without um, a lot of the things that he does. I don't like a lot of the generalizations. I feel like the generalizations can be very problematic, um, especially when if you generalize men the same way, they are going to get you. You can't generalize men the same way, but I hear him do well. You women don't feel you. I that's the problem with you women. And I hear him do that a lot. So that would be one of my criticisms. Yeah. Um, I didn't like bringing on other races of women to disparage black women because, uh, first of all, other races of women don't have the same problems that our community have in droves. Um. I don't like it when black women bring on white men. I don't like it when black men bring on other races. I don't like that. I, and, and, and it's not a, I, I just don't like that. I feel like um, black people's problems are black people's problems. I feel like uh, a white girl can't come and tell me anything about the black community because she doesn't have my experience, um, nor did she, it, it's not going to be the same thing. So I agree. 
I that's that's that was a, a thing for me. Um is some other stuff. Let me see. Oh, beauty standards. Um when you come across uh, a metrics that was created by another man and then you're saying that this metrics for how we measure beauty is a, is the same from across the board and then you say that um black women are deemed as the most unattractive don't get me wrong um you these sources have come from a specific place. These sources have not come from black men themselves um, because black men have still chosen black women. Um, 83% of black men are married to black women. And these stats have came from the manosphere themselves. And that's including high value men. The majority of black men are married and with black women, the majority. Um, so being that the majority are with black women, then there has to be something that we find attractive about each other and we're still with each other. So I, I do think that that's problematic because you're putting that out to a, a broad audience and you're saying that this right. metrics um, is the overall picture, but this metrics wasn't actually created by black people or, or black men. Um, right. when they talk about what we deem attractive. So I think that that is problematic. Um, what are your thoughts? Because so let me uh, <laughs> those yeah, are mine so far. Thank you. Uh, very good list. Um, first off, we got a super chat from Brooklyn Kings. He says, Kevin Samuels brings women from other races to get a better look at the competition. Thank you, Brooklyn Kings. I am going to say something about that in a moment, but thank you for the support. So I think, um, and excuse me, because my list is not structured the same way, because as you guys know, um, well, as we said before, we don't talk about um, our outlines before we go on the air. So I'll just say some of the detractors, naysayers, some of the things that they would say about Kevin Samuels and then my opinion. So um, I think that people would say that he is doing more harm than good to the black community because he is affecting women's esteem, that um, he is too harsh, that his critiques of women are too harsh and that um, he his they would have a problem with his delivery. Um, they would say that, you know, he could deliver the same message without some of the harsh words that he uses. Um, they would have a problem with the fact that he seems to promote older men dating younger women, um, that he is profiting off of black woman slander, that he promotes a Eurocentric standard of beauty, as well as uh, uh, elevating uh, Eurocentric women as the standard of how black women should behave, that his rhetoric only benefits men that um, uh, it's okay to cheat. Um, and as it relates to my own opinion of um, Kevin, I think that there are some benefits. I think um, number one, that my biggest problem with the rhetoric that he promotes would be the promotion and elevation of a Eurocentric beauty standard. Um, I saw streams of 
Kevin's from three, four years ago, where he talked about the golden standard, which talks about facial symmetry and how black women are, um, you know, the least likely to have that even facial symmetry, providing scientific evidence that black women are the least attractive. And to that, I say, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Have you not seen black women? Black mm. women are the most beautiful thing on God's green earth. Come on, brother. Like, keep it real and tell the truth. You can say anything you want to say about black women uh, with supporting documentation, save for that, because it was created by a white man to elevate white people above all others. You got two eyes. You can see how beautiful black women are. Yes, black women are overweight. Yes, black women have nasty attitudes. But to question the beauty of black women and to dare say that we are the least attractive, I cannot accept that and I refuse to. Um, so that is probably my the biggest problem that I have with the message that he promotes. Um, I also think that women or other people might say, you know, he has made his own share of mistakes. He has two failed marriages and a child from a, um, a failed marriage, which I think that that makes him more relatable. I think that he can talk about things from a variety of aspects. I think that that helps him re relate to his male audience because they too might have experienced some of those things or failed relationships even. So I think that that gives him a leg up and I'm not mad at the fact that he has some experience that he is leading from. Um, I also like the fact that Kevin seems to take, uh, take ownership of his own choices. Kevin, um, you don't hear him talking bad about his exes. Kevin, um, you know, seems to take a degree of ownership for the relationship not working out. You don't, I've never heard him just pointing the fingers at his exes. And I think that that is a very, um, um, manly thing to do. I think that that is, you know, just uh, very telling of his character. A person with good integrity takes ownership and accountability for where they also messed up. Um, I think that Kevin also he promotes marriage and he says that he's not opposed to it. So we're not hearing from a man who just wants to live a, the, a, the life of a bachelor. He's not pushing this rhetoric and doesn't want to also aid in healing the black community by marrying. Uh, so I think that that is also beneficial. I also think that, you know, Kevin presents well. I think that the fact that Kevin is as well-groomed as he is, he's an attractive man, he's over six feet, he's articulate. Um, I think that that is helping him to um, reach more people. If he was scruffy, if he was even, as bad as it sounds, you know, a short little man that was 5'2 and, you know, didn't have like that tall stature. And I think that um, he might not be as well received. So I think that that actually works in his favor too. Um, the promotion of cheating, I don't think that cheating is acceptable in any way, uh, in any relationship, even those that are high value. I think that um, if you are a high value man and you want to sleep with other women, enter into a poly relationship or ensure that, that uh, you arranged for that when you enter into the relationship with the woman that you're into, you know, let, um, it should be something that both people are in agreement of. You shouldn't have to cheat, you high value. Um, in addition, I, the last couple things, I think the last two things that I want to say are that um, I think the, the sound ad libs 
takes away from the effectiveness of his message yes. because it's like you're poking fun and it doesn't absolutely make it, it doesn't seem like you're being genuine or it seems like um yeah i think well, that it, 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 you it, know it, what because i actually wrote that same thing down um mm -hmm. it's a bit showtime like it's showtime yeah it's well, like I'm coming entertainment ass and and, yeah. and it, it doesn't come across as one of those things that's genuine um, yeah. When you're trying to talk to a woman, especially if the woman happens to be soft spoken. Now, she can be very manipulative in right. um, the shit that she's saying. But if you are coming across as an asshole, you still end up making those women look like victims, quote unquote, to a certain degree um, to those who are detracting away from your message or to your overall message. So in, in my yeah. opinion, I, I don't. um. I don't get me wrong because sometimes I do find some of the things funny. I find it hilarious sometimes, but then sometimes I'm like, I'm kind of cringy. Well, I think that the, uh, ad lives like the sounds and stuff. I think that it, um, you know, he's a mature man and you're a professional. It takes away from the professionalism of the show. That's what I want to say uh, right. ultimately. But I, I agree. I also think that being a jerk back to them also puts you on the same level that they're on. Um, I think that the women should understand that this is your show and you're running things. I don't think that you have to get to a place where you berate them, call them bees, call them out of their name. Some of these women are young as probably his child. So 20 years old and, you know, you're resorting to calling them out of their name. And that comes off as, you know, not positive or professional. And lastly, um, I think that he should have more balanced conversation. I know that Kevin was in this space for years and talked specifically and strictly to the men about self-improvement. That was the focus of his messages. What cologne type to wear, um, and, and giving, you know, offering his image consultation services. You know, um, he, he talked about how men can improve and that was a large focus. Now the focus has shifted, but I think having more of the balanced conversation where he can focus on areas of opportunity that the black community needs to focus on and that includes black men and black women so those are that's essentially my take on on his rhetoric and you know uh, my, my personal opinion on the benefits and you know the um, impacts of, of how or how his rhetoric can be viewed in or impact um, the community I have one more thing and it comes down to uh, what he says about women dying alone. Oh, yeah. um, it's women have been dying alone since the beginning of time. So have men. Um, of course, I don't feel like it's the same. But when you are dealing with a community um, that doesn't understand um, how it survives and what it needs to do to thrive. Um, I, I don't think that it necessarily makes a difference nowadays. And when you telling a woman she's going to die alone, she already probably considered that way before she talked to him. So um, I do kind of find that to be problematic uh, because if we're being honest, if we're being 100 percent honest, majority of humans, the majority of humans don't want to die alone. And men are human, too. Did you guys hear that? Men are human. Um, so I when it comes down to you, when you're telling a person you're gonna die alone, um, 
shit, I'm, I'm pretty sure sis considered that when she called in or uh, at some point um, when she lying alone and she didn't got done uh, playing with herself, she considered that and she's probably going to die alone at some point. Um, or a lot of women say of not having a man. A lot of women say that that don't slap the way that men think that it will. That if no. being cheated on or being subjected to, um, you know, poor behavior from your maid and not being a, a person not leading in love, uh, you know, is, you know, the alternative that they would rather die alone. And this is the first time that I am hearing women speak like this because, as I stated, I come from a long line of wives. I grew up in the church in a Pentecostal church. Everybody was married. My whole community, the women were married. You didn't hear like that was something that women aspired to be mothers and wives. To be honest, women wanted to be mothers and wives. So to hear women today say, yes, I put my career first. Yes, I would rather die alone than to settle is kind of like, whoa. Right. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm going to read these super chats. We we did just drop the link in the chat. So if you um, have any agreements, disagreements with anything that we said, feel free to bring your tail on up okay. here so concrete can get y'all straight. Oh. Um, I'm on my pick me shit. So y'all right. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so y'all can come on through. Um, I'm going to read these super chats first and then bring our panel guest up. Uh, shout out to Ed Unchained. Oh, Lord. He says, I'm an incel. Nothing attractive here. Speak for yourself. Thank Baby, you, oh <laughs> I'm not dealing with him. Shout out to Adonis1909. Fitness is not a Euro standard. Just because we like thick women does not mean we want you, we do not want you to be healthier or make the effort. Um, uh, we weren't talking about the fitness part. We agree that I actually talked about not desiring women who are overweight. I, I highlighted that. We're talking about like facial symmetry, the 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 your face, how you look as a woman being less attractive than all other groups is some of the comments that he's made. Yeah. Shout out to Jason Johnson. He said he lied about having an education. He lied about being something. He lied about being high value, uh, a high value man. And he didn't become a high value man until he got on YouTube. Um, Jason, what I would want to know from you, from you specifically, um, does that detract from his overall mm. message that he's prevent, um, presented to uh, the world at this point, seeing as though he's reached a, a million subscribers on YouTube, over a million, mm -hmm. um, does that detract from his overall message? Um, shout out to Adonis1909. He says his meaning of unattractive is weight is on the weight category ma mainly. He does not shame average. He shames lazy or overweight with no effort to look better. Um, uh, Adonis, Adonis, I would has, actually videos talking specifically about beauty standards. Yes, his main focus and primarily you hear him talking about black women being overweight, but he has said on more than one occasion that black women are the least attractive of all women. So, yeah. yeah um, and so, that. yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Kit Clouds. Um, he wanted us to describe European standards, um, describe European standards versus African beauty standards. Um, and well, what I would say is when it comes down to facial uh, structures, mm -hmm. um, black women tend to have thicker noses 
or bigger noses and fuller lips. Um, our skin tends to be very dark because we're black. Duh. Um, I feel like when you're talking about facial structure and because he did it with the facial structure thing. when he Yeah, it's a whole, there's a science behind it. it. It talks about the golden standard is measurement of how far your eyes are apart, how far your forehead is to your nose. How, like there is a whole system behind it. It's easily Googleable. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but... Uh, and then, I wanted to ask you something before we let the chat chime in, but go ahead, Danny. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, we got a super chat real quick from Ed Unchained. He says, I am not human. I'm black. S-H-I-T. Speak for yourself. Um, really quick. Just real, real quick. This is a quick question. Do you think that the public is too sensitive? Have we become conditioned to hear men's messages be filtered for our ears. And when I talk about the public, I'm primarily talking about women, but I have seen some men that seem to be impacted by harsh truths too. Um, do you think that we're too sensitive that the fact that he is using, that he's being blunt and direct and assertive in his message should not be um, an issue as long as, if we were just to focus on what he's saying as opposed to how he's saying it? Um, absolutely. Um, because the messages have been filtered for decades, the message has never been unfiltered. Um, right, men have right. always walked a fine line as it pertains to women. Um, but we have to consider women were women back in the day. Women were softer back in the day. Um, women were probably more open, but this has always been a matriarchal society within the black community. Um, so men have always had to tiptoe around us and our feelings and how we felt about shit. Now, it hasn't stopped, up, but we've still chosen these same men. The crazy thing is the men that we've chosen, a lot of us have chosen to have kids by a men of uh, the men who've made a bunch of single mothers have been, uh, been able to get away with certain things. And we haven't held those men accountable, but at the same token, um, when you hear a certain type of truth out loud now, and those messages have never ever really been prevalent. Um, we haven't been called to account for our, 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 our shit. When you hear that and you're hearing it, um, out in public, you're like, oh, hell no. Nah. I know he ain't talking to me. I know he's not talking about black women like this. The nerve. Um, we've never heard this before. So it's hurtful. Mm -hmm. It's hurtful to us. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I, I think we are too sensitive because we as women have been allowed to say and do things on um, within the media that nobody has ever said before. I just saw a clip of Tahiri throwing some apples or something at a man that she was supposed to be in a relationship with. And she threw apples and stuff at this man's head and nobody batted an eye. If he were to throw apples and he had hit her upside the head, um, nobody would have a, a thing to say. We saw Halle Berry slap the shit out of Eddie Murphy um, in uh, Boomerang. We saw uh, Nia Long slap the shit out of... Um, Indeed. We saw slap the shit out of that man on um, the best man. Nobody said a word. But now mm -hmm. if he was to slap her, but we getting to a point because you can look at these superheroes. Now you got the man fighting against the woman. Um, of course, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous because they make it seem like the women are actually winning those damn fights when we all know that's not going to happen. I think this is absolutely stupid anyway, but not the point. Um, but we're getting into a point to where they're putting us on equal footing 
And I think it's a dangerous um, thing for women. It is. So that's where I'm at with it. But thank you. Um, let's get to the super chats real quick, and then I'm gonna let Jack Spades and we're gonna go right on in line. So, shout out to Brooklyn Kings. He says, I don't think black women are the least attractive, but the least desired for marriage. Kevin Samuels backed that up with stats. Um, thank you so much, Brooklyn Kings, and shout out to Mr. Curlin. He said, Personal observations. Observation Most sisters tend to be more muscle dense than other races of women, hence the weight difference. Not in all cases, mind you, but I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, thank um, you. Shout out to you, babe. Uh, Jack Spade, thank you so much jo for joining the panel. What are your thoughts? We didn't talk for a minute today, honey. What's up, ladies? How's everything going on y'all end? Uh, I'm good. Not I'm too great. shabby. What's good with you? You know, so far, y'all doing a, a very good job moving that goalpost. Congratulations. <laughs> Real compliment. Baby, I really thought he was going to come um, with some nice stuff today. I really did. Me too. Y'all been half-stepping for the past two weeks, but y'all on your game this week. Uh -oh. Congratulations. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> How far did we move the goalpost, Jack? Ooh. All right, so y'all put a whole lot of points out, so I, I, I'm i not going to try to cover all of them. I'm just going to hit hit the ones that I can and, and jump off. So in, in my opinion, when it comes down to Kevin Samuels, and the a lot of the other uh, YouTubers that pretty much have touched this subject matter, those guys are Toyota Avalons and Kevin Samuels is a Lexus ES350. If anyone has ever owned any of those vehicles, they would know that they are damn near the same exact damn vehicle. Only difference is the Lexus has a little bit more plastic on it, make it look more fancy. They are exactly the same vehicles. Kevin Samuels is not talking anything different than any of the other content creators. I'm not going to say any names, but we know quite a few of them by name. Talk the same subject. Only thing what I hear when it comes down to Kevin Samuels is just his package is better. That's it. Oh, 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 oh. let me let me. Wait, what now? Let me. Oh, 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 you oh, said oh, his package. Oh, 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 let me get up. Let me, let me I'm using it. that as a soundbite. Nah, not gonna put me. You know, not gonna, gonna put highlight me, his package. Y'all not gonna put me involved in that crap with him talking about with, with that other dude actually by his side. I missed that screen where he showed that. You got a big dick. That's what he said, right? He said he knew, so I guess. Jack, yeah. His, his, Go ahead, Jack. His, his presentation is different. <laughs> Lord <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, hell. All right. So in my next one, when it comes down to the women that get on his uh his uh show with their testimony, man, I don't trust what women say. I do not trust the testimony of women unless they got their other half sitting right next to them validating what she said is correct. You jump up there talking about, oh, Kevin Samuels saved my marriage. Kevin Samuels, da -da. baby, get your man and have him sit right next to you so he can say yes. Kevin Samuels has done this and said that. Any chick can jump on that damn panel and, and give these damn blind testimonies. Come on, people. I'm gonna so keep you it, thinking they're just up there for the clout? Just for the damn clout. Just, just to be seen and be heard. So he ain't, he ain't out here really saving marriages. He ain't, saving, he ain't saving these people like that. Y'all going wow. by these chicks getting on these damn... Oh, wait a minute. Can wait I, a minute. So can you, I, he's can not I ask Jack a question afterwards? Sure. Okay, afterwards. And because here's the deal. For I, I'm going to use this and I'm going to jump off of everything else that I touched. Because I've been on quite a bit. Uh, those who have actually lived with women for a long period of time, uh, marriage or uh, cohabitation, 
Y'all know women say a hell of a lot of damn stuff. But when you follow up on them and see that they actually did it, more times than not, you'll find out that it was a bunch of projection. Oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to change my ways. Come back a couple weeks later, the chick is still doing the same damn thing that she said that she wasn't going to do. When when a woman has proof in the pudding, then I trust what she said. Yeah, there's some dudes that do it also, but when it comes down to women, nah, baby, you, you got to prove it to me. I got to see I got to see the proof. I got to see the pudding. You got to put it in my hand. So he ain't out here saving the community is what you're saying? Not not the way folks are putting it out there. No. All right, Jack. Because you, you, uh, you got to be you got to be able you got to prove it. You got okay. to prove it. Okay, uh, Jessica X, what is your question? Well, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to say that the women are up there and they're going to lie about that, um, people are just going to, even if they bring their husbands, people will say that they're lying about that too. But the question I wanted to ask you is, do you feel that the manosphere as a whole is um, a lost cause? If we're here trying to improve relations and make things better, do, do you feel it's a lost cause? Uh as I said on the, this panel last week, when I said one of the great things about one of the get great things, some of the bad things about social media is when I grew up, I was, you can pretty much say I was red pill. This is when I, I was a early to late, early mid teen back in the late seventies to the early eighties. A lot of the stuff that the dudes are talking now, I was talking this stuff back then but the but the response is always well that's just here that's just in this little part of brooklyn that doesn't account for everything else across the united states but with um, me having trapped but i'm not finished but with me having traveled to so many different lived in so many states traveled here and traveled there the stuff that i was saying that i i've got a chance to see for myself that i was not that far-fetched now comes social media and the guys are saying the same thing that basically other guys in other parts of the United States, different socioeconomic levels, different education levels are saying, not ex not including what guys in Canada are saying, what guys in the UK are saying, what the guys in Australia are saying. So, yeah, it's just uh, the great thing now is guys are getting 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 a chance to compare notes and they're not and they're able to see that. No, my opinion is not just isolated just here in my little community. There's other people throughout the United States who are feeling the same way, too. With, with, with all respect, um, I, what I'm asking is, do you feel the manosphere as a whole is a lost cause in regards to the impact on women? That's what I'm asking is like a yes or a no. Are they are in are they an impact on women? That's what you're asking me. Is is the manosphere a lost cause in regards to its impact on women improving? At the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding. Women can say and feel whatever they want to say and feel on social media, but the proof is in the pudding. Did you secure the marriage? Did you secure the successful marriage? Uh, Jack, it's a, a yes or it's a yes or no, madam, madam, <laughs> yes madam. No I just answered, answer. madam. I answered your question. Okay, well, let's move on. Yeah, but I, but I the, the point that I was making is that I I wanted to see whether he actually gave a straight answer, a yes or a no, madam, because the proof he said uh, he oh, said no. that he said that Kevin says nothing different to any of the other Manosphere content creators, and it's it's not original. Madam, the yeah, proof I, I, but he I, I feels was, like when Kevin's women the coming proof, up there. The, the proof, so, but, but, but when when hold on, Jack, the proof please. is in the pudding. Hold when on, you, when, Jack, but when uh, I'm gonna let you. But he doesn't quite. Comment. 
I understand what you were trying to do, Jessica, but I, I think that he was thwarting that. So I just want to let him finish his response and then we'll move on. Madam, the proof is in the pudding when you okay, when you show ahead, a photo or a video of you getting married. That's one of the proof. Now, if you can show a five year anniversary, 10 year anniversary, 15 year anniversary, if it makes it that long. That is the proof of the pudding. There's a lot of talk here on social media, but there's very there's not much proof. Okay, Jack. Okay. I, I think I think that answered what I was saying anyway. Okay, thank you. Um, well, I do uh, really quick. I have just a quick thirty second question for the ladies on the panel, and then I know we want to get everybody in. It's just really quick, thirty seconds or less. I want to know, Danny, starting with you if Kevin Samuels has helped to improve your relationship with the men in your lives. Uh, yes, you could just say yes or no, and you can add something no more than 30 seconds if you desire. And then Jessica, and I can't see, I think we have one more lady. Nick on speaks. Okay. Um, I Agreed. will say, hey, I will say that he hasn't improved my personal relationship. Um, I will say that the manosphere in total has improved my overall relationships with men. Um, because I'm able to hear things from their perspective, from their own perspectives um, that I would not necessarily have considered. And for one thing, um, Jack, when Jack says that you're able to hear messages from East, West, North, South, and from more than one group of Black men, um, I will say that that has make, made me listen overall. So I will say that the manosphere in total um, has improved my proved my relationships. But um, considering that Kevin and I were uh, Kevin and I in concrete were actually colleagues at one point, as opposed to him waxing our ass at this point, um, we were colleagues at one point. So um, we were kind of coming up through the same space um, yeah. prior to him blowing up. So I'll say it, it overall, the manosphere has improved my relationships with him. But if possible, I want to say one thing about the man the manosphere. I got an issue with those dudes also because I, I hear all these conflicting messages and I'm like, dudes, if if y'all want to get married, then stop crying and whining and put in the work to try to find uh, the person that you want to get married. If you don't want to get married, if you don't want to have any children, then just say that. All this bickering and whining about how bad black women are, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude. Make up your mind what you want to do. If you if you really do want to find yourself a spouse, get off the damn computer, go with, go out there and put in the work. Yes, it is fearful. Yes, it is frustrating. But you're not going to find you're not even going to try to find something close to the woman that you claim that you're looking for sitting behind a freaking microphone. It ain't going to happen. Let, is it easy? Uh, no, hold it on, ain't. Because I wanted to, I don't want to lose our super chat. So I wanted the ladies just really quickly to answer the question so we can um, read the super chats. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. Oh, so um, that was it. That was it. But uh, everybody have a good, have a good week. Folks here in Atlanta, yeah, we still got some rain and hot weather. We actually hit 100 twice during the week. Lord have mercy. We're in it now. Y'all yeah. take it easy. Thank Enjoy you. your week. Thank, Thank you, Jack. Jack. Appreciate you. Um, Jess, can, do you mind answering the question? Uh, yeah, I'll go super quick. Just yes. Um, I think similar to Sister George, it opens you up to the different perspective. And there is an educational element to it as well when we're learning about the different statistics and how far we're moving as a community. So, yeah, it, it has helped. Thank you. And then is it Neek or is it Nick? 
there she goes. Nick. Nick, uh, what what do you think about the response or what is your response to the question? Um, do you think uh, Kevin Samuels or the Black Mental Sphere has been... Um, has helped, yeah, uh, has Kevin Samuels or uh, helped uh, improve your relationships with the men in your lives, essentially? Uh, yes or no? And you can give a, just a 30 second response to the question. Um, I wouldn't say they helped like improve my relationships because I have a man in my life um, and he kind of had similar talking points and we've grown over the years together. So he's already been saying this type of stuff. I think me listening to Kevin Samuels and Manosphere kind of confirmed it. And I, I, you know, I agree with their message. So I wouldn't say it necessarily helped me, but confirmed what, I was already um, starting to believe and okay, okay. And um, what about you, Kareen? What are, What are your thoughts? I I want to piggyback on everybody. Uh, what everyone is saying about um, the manosphere is helping uh, me be more sympathetic to men. I mean, the child support issue. I was sympathetic to that because my brother was going through it. I am a single mom and, you know, my dad and my brothers did tell me this before Kevin Samuels. So they were all those talking points, not all, but the majority of the talking points that the Manosphere has, my my dad has um, and my brother was telling me about, you know, um, the thing, the statistics, I didn't know. I actually never knew that black women were only the most enrolled. I always thought we were, you know, the most educated, but, um, you know, I did learn a lot coming into this space. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank and you. I'll so answer real quickly, and um, I'll let you go, Danny, because I know you don't want to lose them. But um, just really quick, uh, I would say that for the most part, I have a very, very strong man in my life. So um, I don't think that like my personal relationship with my partner was necessarily improved, but I have learned to be more empathetic to the plight of black men as a result of the manosphere, uh, specifically similar to Danny. So um, that's all. Okay. Shout out to Sincere Cracking Up. He says, Kevin Samuel speaks for space, uh, not the black community. One person can't talk for the whole society in my opinion um that's an interesting point um because no um a sincere cracking up then my question for you is do you think our community leaders quote unquote are on the same page as it comes down to the black community um shout out to zero he says this dude sounds scandalous let's drop him down uh zero <laughs> dropped his ass a minute ago he had to go um, so shout out to you for that. Uh, oh man, we missed ARC super chat. Okay. ARC, if you if concrete ass had to just let me do it, then we would have had it. But mm. uh, ARC, if you could read, I got his I got his super chat. Oh, uh, he says, I have publicly expressed a few criticisms of Kevin Samuels, but I have to say anytime Kevin Samuels has borrowed talking points from my books, uh, the possibility of sex or the beta male revolution, Kevin Samuels usually gives my proper credit and attribution. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And it's good to know that he is giving credit where it's due. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Sweet Melody Speaks. Now, everybody wouldn't say that, though, Concrete, but anyway. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Sweet Melody Speaks. She says, hey, ladies, hit that like button. Thank you, Melody. Thank you, <laughs> we Melody. appreciate you. Um, shout out to Sincere Cracking Up. He says, question, Jessica X division is beginning. Caused, him, caused us form putting different sex Again, oh, I think he meant cause from putting different sex against each other, in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah, and just a, there's not a unity in, in goals between men and women. And as long as you, if you don't have a goal that you're both working together, you're never going to be in unison. I think that's one of the biggest issues that, that we have right now. Okay. Well, let's get to Kenshawn Holistic. Um, Kenshawn, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, on the topic or the show? Well, good afternoon, first of all, to everyone on the panel. And great um, topic today, ladies. Um, you guys have been doing a fantastic job, um, you know, all month long. I recently uh, subscribed this month to the channel. Um, so my take on this whole thing is I'm going to um, take this away from Mr. Samuels and put this on our non put this on our ways and lack of culture. Um, so I think culture covers the list of things that you would have mentioned um, uh, that we go through. And I will specifically talk about PTSD, therapy, uh, moving the post and the outcomes of what we want in the black community. So if you look at other cultures, you may see that uh, you may call them arranged marriages, or you may call it uh, the father being the, the final uh, decision maker. And if a man is ready to take on his daughter, so the power is taken out of the daughter's hand, regardless of how she thinks or if she's attracted to the man or not. Uh, the father then finds out if he's suitable. That's culture. I think what we want in America is sexual liberation around the 50s and the 40s area where women um, either had to be married or they were single. So, and that devalued them. Um, so they had to get into marriage and barefoot pregnant uh, women getting an allowance, not being able to work, have a say in church, all that. But as a culture, uh, what we don't have is uh, the, the power of the father and the influence in who you want versus who you're attracted to as a daughter. And that has screwed everything up. The influence in the father's life in the boy's choice of a woman, that has been screwed up. So sexual liberation has given us the ability to be rejected or to be picked, but that has led to PTSD. PTSD leads to many of us needing therapy. After we've either been unvirginitized, you've, you've used up your virginity and your value has gone down since, or now you're saying that you have more experience that you can give to a woman or a man because you've been around. So these choices that we have to have sexual liberation or test the market or have some experience to bring to the marriage. Uh, that's BS because culture would take down the PSD and the therapy needed if we just go back to what the father leadership is in the home by culture. So I think culture is what screws black men and women up. Um, Keyshawn, Kenshawn, excuse me. I think you brought about some really, really good points. Um, I wholeheartedly agree um, about uh, us people being able to make their own choices, especially when it comes down to uh, women being sexually liberated um, with the type of men that we chosen. But also 
um, with men not being in the home, um, men in the home account for something. Um, a man in the home is going to tell you how to choose men um, based off of their experiences and with men knowing men and men knowing how to pick good men out. I think that that definitely does account for something. Um, also, when you talk about culture, um, when you when you've taken away traditions, traditions were there for a reason. And when you've taken that out of the home, um, I think you do the culture and community a disservice. So I think you brought about some great points. Yeah, I agree. Can I just say quickly on on the arranged marriage piece? I think one thing that people often leave out of the conversation is that if we're living in a society where we're having arranged marriages, it's not only going to be arranged marriages for the women, you're going to, men have the arranged marriages too, which means mm. you don't necessarily have a say in who you're going to marry. So your parents would pick out a girl that they think is appropriate for you. You might not be attracted to her. You might not have that click there. So it works both ways. It's not just women who you know um their parents pick for them the parents pick for the man as well so you, sometimes people look at it like they're going to go out and the guy's just going to be able to select his bride and it's going to be that simple it doesn't really always work like that so but that's something another, to bear in mind another point is though with arranged marriages arranged marriages tend to work out far better um way less divorce filed in arranged marriages I forget the percentages, but, but is that um, because it's cultural, like within those cultures, it's very taboo to divorce. And um, like for a woman, like because we know women are, uh, I think at, women file for divorce 70 percent at 70 percent of the time. And those cultures, um, you can be ostracized and you don't file for divorce definitely for something like irreconcilable differences. Like right. um, so that could be so that it, Right. So my question to the men and the women is, why do you want to be able to play the field and then come back and call that experience when that's actually toxic? When you can just people will say, well, I, I don't want to know a person for uh, six months and then have to get married to them. That's my I don't have my full livelihood to go out and test the milk. Well, I can say you can you can get hurt the same way by testing the milk and you're going to get the, hurt the same way with having one marriage from your teenage years. Either way, you're going to learn the person when you live with them. It's better off you living with the first person that you live with, losing your virginity that way, than going through PTSD and needing therapy the other way. Um, and say you don't bring about a good point. Um, it's a good point. Good point. Um, we're going to move the panel along. Uh, let's get Jason Johnson up in here. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts? Yeah, hello, sisters. Um, I was coming up here to address the super chat that I made. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I think integrity is important. And if you don't have that, you don't have anything. Now, it's okay for him to, to you know, lie about an education that was so hard for the young brothers and sisters in this generation to go achieve, and then you lie about it, and then people just ignore it because you got a good message. What good um, is the messenger? What good is the message if the messenger has no integrity? Because everybody's been spreading this message. He ain't the only one. He's the only one that put it on a mainstream scale. But well, well, well. Let me let me just say this, Jason. Um, we we can't be 
um, I, now I understand where you're coming from as far as you're talking about integrity, but then I don't want you to necessarily reduce his message to just being a message and that everybody has this message um, because everybody doesn't have this presentation. Um, everybody doesn't have the guile. Um, not everybody necessarily has the balls to even um, step up to the plate to even present this message or to even handle the smoke that they get on a larger scale. So I don't necessarily want his message to um, be necessarily diminished, but I do think but you bring Russ about a good that point. Like some of the things that he says is common to the space was what I took it to mean. But um, yeah, some things are definitely common to the space, but the the space doesn't necessarily have the same packaging. You can have. Um, oh, yeah. The presentation. I, I, I agree with that, but I do still think that credence should be given to the space because a lot of the things that we hear um, that, you know, people that's new to the mainstream, uh, we've heard and that Kevin says uh, we've heard in this space for many, many years. Um, Jason, uh, shout out to Brooklyn Kings. Yeah. Jason wants to know what did he lie about? Uh, excuse me, Brooklyn Kings wants to know what he lied about. And uh, since he you brought up that accusation, him. yeah, he lied about having a chemical engineer degree. Then he went on black, oh, yeah. so he actually told the truth. Then another thing he lied about, he was not high value, he was not working in marketing and none of that stuff because he told, um, he, he told Vlad that he was waiting tables. So you can't sit up here and lie about being a high value man. And you well, came to you. He did say that he was started waiting no, tables, listen, but he was listen, in sales. Listen. He did say he was in sales, though. I just want to make sure that we get that correct because anybody can go and back to this. I understand what you're saying. There's no proof that he worked in sales. There's no proof. Now, look, so then he then he, he diminished men that was making 40000 that was like probably 28 years old. But here again, you you wasn't making that amount of money, I man. You was twenty eight years old. Then you didn't. Then you sat up there and lied about um, being a high value man before YouTube. If you look at his videos, you could tell that he made the money and then and then um, up to his content and um, made his set look a little bit better. Um, started wearing well fitted suits because he was going through a transition. But the truth is actually better than the lie. The truth could have actually helped him better than, than hurting him. He actually did something good. He actually transitioned himself from this lower class man to this, this high value man. He, he, he refused to tell the truth so black men could learn from that. But instead of him telling the truth, he rather lie and say, I worked in corporate America. I did this. I did that. Stuff that he's never done. How do you know he didn't do it? Oh, we know he didn't do it. Look at the video. Off of the, the video with Vlad. You know Vlad. No, 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 no. Okay, so so you you got the you got the chemical engineering degree. He would have done three years of. Uh, I don't know. I think in America your courses are four years. Yeah. I heard three years of a four-year like course. Junior or senior. You, you basically almost have done it, right? So he did study the vast majority of the degree. You can't say that he didn't work in corporate sales because how do you know that? You, at this point, you're just making assertions. And he has spoken about, actually, he's spoken about waiting tables. He's spoken about being as a sommelier. <laughs> I probably butcher the pronunciation. Sommelier. 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 That's right. it. Um, he's spoken about all of these things. So it's nothing, what he's saying isn't anything new. And if you'd actually listened to him constantly over a period of time, you would have heard him speak about all of this stuff. You're not saying anything that he hasn't spoken about himself. 
Um, okay, give us just oh, a yeah, second. I'm going to read allow, this chat. Okay, and then we want to allow Jason. Oh, did Jason drop down? Yeah, he gone. Oh, okay. Oh, Jason, come back if you're still there. Uh, <laughs> You know he, he didn't been, want to start arguing. He left, so that was. Do you want that heat, honey? I don't know. Uh, shout out to David Johnson. What's up, David? He says this ish ain't easy because if it was, everybody would be mm. doing it on the mm. same level. Mm. Mm. Shout out to you, uh, David. Uh, shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says, "Question: How well do any of us know a person's history outside right. of what they I tell agree. us? Mm. Uh, everybody could be anybody." Um, especially when it comes down to social media, but um, like I was exactly. saying, does that detract from his overall message? And then um, we have to be real, real honest about um, people as a whole and about human nature. Um, most of us won't listen to a person unless he looks like he has something going for himself. Very if true. Kevin came on uh, the screen scraggly and draggly, I'd be like, get his ass up out of here. He ain't talking about shit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't want to yeah. hear it. So I, I, you know. to be completely honest, the only thing I, I understand the chemical engineering degree, which he did admit to on Vlad, but I think that um, uh, Kevin has always, for as long as I can remember, advocated for regular guys by telling them how they can improve and level up. So I don't see him as trying to elevate himself above your average working class man. You got to go. It's still waiting when I'm at the end of the day. Wait, we, we're about to get to you in just a second. I'm going to read this super chat and then I'm going to let you have it. Shout out to Brooklyn Kings. I got you. He says, thanks, Jessica. You ain't going to thank us? Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> we, we appreciate the support, though. <laughs> thank you, I guess. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that was Sincere cracking up. Uh, sincere, what are your thoughts? My question is from the super chat to Jessica X. Like, I feel like it's causing a divide with the man versus woman. Can you touch on that and, like, you know, answer that question? Oh, you feel as though Kevin Samuels is causing a divide? I think the whole space is causing a divide. And oh, I, 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 I get you, and I think it can be seen as that sometimes when you're looking at it. But you have to realize this. There already is a divide. Um, there's already a divide in the way that men and women are thinking, and there's a divide over who relationships are ultimately benefiting. I feel like relationships should be mutually beneficial. At this point in society, they're not. They're, they're lopsided. They're more beneficial towards women. Whenever you're looking to basically rebuild something you have to start from the scratch and build those foundations back up again and ultimately that's what we're doing so in the beginning it is going to seem as though there's a divide that there's chaos people are going at each other but that's something that has to be done in order for us to actually heal and mend I got another so question it's a process for yeah I got another question for you do you think the delivery is harsh or it's uplifting the people the delivery is very straightforward. It's very straightforward. Um, I'm going to say as a woman, you know, she's sometimes... from the UK. We... They're used to that type of... To, to <laughs> I see around. This is my opportunity to finally get a conversation with her. She knows uh, but, talking. baby, we, we ain't doing a love connection over here, baby. Oh, we got to move along. <laughs> I got you, I got you, I got you, okay, I'm about to go. I got you. I got you, I got you. I know what you're saying. I got you. 
I just wanted to ask questions from my super chat, and I'm out. That's no, all. no problem. Okay. Did you, uh, we, uh, Jessica? Did you get his last question? Did you answer? Uh, I'm, I'm lost. Um, just, I'm just last question. Yeah, it's, it is. It's very direct. It's very direct. But sometimes, um, as women, we've had the coddling language for so long. We've had people that are giving us messages wrapped up in wool, and we don't quite receive it because they're not direct enough. They're not straightforward enough. Sometimes you do need that message that is actually just going to to hit and I'm not saying you have to go out of your way to be rude or to be nasty but just a direct message so that it fully sinks in sometimes we need that and these are you have to realize a lot of the time when you are speaking to these women these are women who who have not taken in or they've heard the message before and they haven't absorbed it they're they're reluctant to do so so you do need to be direct and really get in there so yeah you don't need to go out of your way to be rude or nasty but definitely direct direct is best we need direct um language so that we can truly understand what it is that we need to do that's true Jessica, i agree I, I agree i agree okay. um, well no, shout out to uh brooklyn kings for the cash excuse me for the super chat he says thank you panel um thank you for putting thank some you, respect brooklyn. on our damn name maybe they can jessica x and be like well, Jessica X, what what do you have to say about this? Child, as, I be as, so, as long as they, listen, I, I understand and I agree. Thank you for putting respect on our um on our name. But if you send in anything, any comments to Jessica X, please do that via super chat. We appreciate you. Mm -hmm. you have baby, I have I've having a throw saw. So, uh-uh, baby, you didn't ask Jessica enough questions. So yeah, we gotta move on. All thing I wanted to say is you had me careful when you said a love connection. I was like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we see what you're doing. We see what you're doing. Like, yeah. I'm here for Jessica X, honey. Oh, um, no, I'm good. You're trying to get across the pond. I'm just saying, oh, though. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Uh, shout out to Space Hopper 45. He says, Kevin Samuels' delivery is necessary because black people. We don't listen to anyone and we're hard headed and we don't listen to nice people. His delivery is necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, honey, the women are saying his delivery is abusive, honey. They can't take it. Um, but y'all know hmm. how uh, is it abusive when Kevin's how is Kevin's uh delivery abusive, but we call each other B's and H's and um that's not abusive. Just a smidge, honey. You know, we toxic as a people. We real toxic. But when a man says something outside of the scope, um, actually, yeah, sure. Big truck, why we see you driving? Are you trying to show Baby, and then you interrupt in the panel. Turn your camera off, big truck. We we know you got a nice, we know you got a big truck. I cannot deal with him. He's so, oh, arrogant. Um, Who's next, Danny? I'm sorry. I heard somebody say something. I don't know who was there. Somebody was asking if they could speak. Who was that? Adonis? Was that who it was? Yeah, I think it was me, but I, I, I just lost my train of thought really quick, just like that. Oh, okay. um, oh it's all good. Yeah, I'll wait till my turn, if anything. Okay, anyway. well, let's get to Nick speak. Nick speaks. Um, Nick, what is what are your thoughts? Um, about what? Because it's all over the place. Like, I'm <laughs> girl, you want to chime in, in on? Yeah, listen, you know how we do. Anything you want to chime in on that you've heard so far? Um, feel free to. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, a lot of people have an issue with Kevin's uh tone and the way he talks to women, but we have, as women, been coddled by society, though, because. 
I wa like I watch how women interact with each other, especially like via social media. We like to lie to coddle each other, mm -hmm. and I like I find his honesty very refreshing. And I'm kind of brutal like that too. I've tried to soften up my message, but I guess I I dish it so I could take it. So his tone and the way he speaks about certain issues, it doesn't really bother me because I completely understand. And a lot of the stuff he's been saying, people have said for years. Shaharazad Ali said stuff like that for years, and she got chastised. And you know, people didn't like her tone. I got a question. Very, very, very I got true. a question. Can I ask a question? Uh, Who's that? That's the world. Are you are you addressing oh. me? Yeah, I want to address the lady. Yes, I did. Go ahead. Okay, you got to keep it brief, sincere, so we can let everyone else know. No, it's a short. It's a short question. How do you feel about it if it was in person instead of him doing it online? Um, what what do you mean in person? Like him talking to me directly, face to face? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That was my question. Um. um I wouldn't feel anyway. Could be for me personally. Like people could say what they want to say. As long as you don't put your hands on me, you don't violate my space. You could say you could express yourself how need if need be. You know how you want to speak. I don't control how people you know talk or whatever. I agree with that. In addition, if women are approaching him in public, like you still going to him seeking uh, advice or, you know, seeking yeah. validation like right. most I of the women are doing. No, no, no. What I was saying is like, what's the difference if he was saying to that to you in person instead of online? That was my question. Yeah, there's no How difference. You still going to him in person, seeking his validation, right. seeking his approval or his opinion. It's going to be the same. You got to get what you get. Right. I still think there's... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I have respect. Go ahead. I still my don't pass. think there's like a difference. Like, because like again the women are calling in to him so like even if it was in person you would still be seeking his counsel in person you know what i mean yeah but you know as a man they wouldn't speak to women like that in face to face that's just a theory you know what i'm saying i'm just throwing out there can, can you agree with that or like how you feel about that some men do speak to women like that face to face. Men have the balls they, yeah, he speaks speak just like that <laughs> um, yeah I'm, I'm used to it because, I mean, I grew up with my father in the home, so I'm used to that kind of harshness, even though a lot of times it's not healthy as a child, but I'm used to a man speaking with some type of authority, and I, I, I don't know, maybe that's just my experience because I'm used to it, but that type of, the way he speaks doesn't really offend me. So you don't and, think and the way he speaks? Okay, we, don't think so we need to move on because hey, I think you answered okay. your question. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me read this uh, question. Yeah, we got to move on. Let me read this question uh, from Ashanti. Ashanti Edwards says, aren't women supposed to be coddled, though? Aren't we supposed to rest in our feminine? You Y'all got to pick a POV. Um, Ashanti, no. let me say this. I feel that um, women don't necessarily have to be coddled if they're women. You coddle little girls. Um, a woman is supposed to, if she is in her feminine, you're not necessarily going to coddle. Her. You're not going to coddle, her, have to coddle her if she's actually resting in her femininity. Um, when you are combative, bitchy, um, hateful, disparaging, 
whatever towards your men, um, you're in competition with your man. Um, a man does not feel a need to protect you and a man isn't going to protect you if he feels like you're against him. And so when it comes down right. to coddling, um, like I said, you coddle little girls, you dare they're a little girl. But if you're dealing with a grown woman who's supposed to be in her feminine in the first place, um, she, she should be strong enough to handle the truth. Um, I'll tell you, uh, as a person who kind of, uh, came through red pill spaces, um, there were a lot of things that were common sense to me, um, but um, I can still be somewhat combative against men. So when men come against me, I don't really feel like I get to play the victim, especially if I'm telling th them things that they don't want to hear. Um, I'm, if I'm being a bitch to them, I don't expect uh, the same respect you would give a person um, that's treating you a certain way. So I think we have to pick a side on, on what side that we want to be in because we don't get to act like bitches, hoes, sluts, whatever, mm -hmm. and then tell them what they need to be doing and expect them to treat us a certain way. It doesn't work that way either. So you that's my, be, my point women should not be coddled. Like coddling is for children. You grown. Why would you expect someone to coddle you? In addition, the world ain't going to coddle you. Your boss don't coddle you. He tell you to do what he wants you to do, how he wants to say it to you. Why would men need in our community need to coddle us? That's not preparing you for the world outside of your home. No, men should not be coddling us. Yeah. Um, shout out to Smurgo. He says kitten heels. Oh, Smurgo, that was shade. You have to do that. And I shouldn't even read. I should have deleted. That wasn't nice. Uh, shout out to Brooklyn Kings. He says to A. Edwards, he says, catered to, protected, cared for, but not lied to. Um, Brooklyn Kings, excellent point. I think that was great. Uh, shout out to David Johnson. He says, people like, black people like hype added to a story. That's why we love drama. But nobody likes truths. They don't want to hear it. Simple. Um, David, you bring about a great point. We we don't. Uh, we we mad at the truth. Uh, so who was next? We have Kareen up here. Uh, Kareen, what is you? What are your thoughts? Oh, um, I wanted to say hi again. I forgot to say hi earlier, and I want to say hello, big up hello. to the Jamaican women's team for their domination in the Olympics. And Girl, leave Shikari out of this, nah. It's Jamaican, Jamaican women's pick them up. Okay, back to Kevin Samuels. <laughs> back to Kevin Samuels. Okay, I don't have a problem with the way Kevin Samuels speaks. I mean, like I said, I grew up with uh, a father. I'm Caribbean. They straight shooters. They don't. They don't coddle nobody. I wasn't coddled. The world doesn't coddle you. I think people want. People just want to complain. You don't. If you don't. If you feel what he's saying doesn't pertain to you. Don't listen. You know what I mean? Don't listen. If you feel that you're like he's lying about um, how black women behave and blah, 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 then you know you're upstanding black woman and you know you don't behave like that. Then why are you triggered by what he's saying? He's on YouTube. He's on social media. He has a right to say what he has to say. Just like Cynthia G comes on and she bash and she say all these things. People don't. Uh, why are people in uproar about that? She, she she says vile things too. You don't see these people saying, oh no, she shouldn't be talking like that. Da, 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 da. But Kevin Samuels, they want to attack him because what? He's a black man. I feel like that's true. That's one of the issues too. Because he's a black man, they want to they wanna kind of put him down. And he should be able to speak his point of view. You don't have to, be, you don't have to like it. It's a YouTube. Turn off your YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, come on. It's just, I feel like some of the criticism is, is 
just mean-spirited. And, you know, and the other guy that said, oh, Kevin Samuel lied about his degree. Okay, how much people you listen to on YouTube lie about wh whatever? All these YouTube people you listen to, are they, they do a lot of fake things. You're on YouTube. There's going to be some type of, um, you can't trust everything you hear. So you have to use your common sense. And that we need to start applying common sense to certain things as well. Okay, that's my opinion on him. I think you bring about some good points, honey. Uh, common sense is becoming very uncommon. Um, so I think that was a great point. Um, thank you so much for that. Uh, next, we will have uh, Black. Can I and next? Oh, Jessica, I'm skipping all over you. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> honey, you know when they come up here getting you clout, I'll be like, you know what? Mm-mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> you did that on purpose, Jess. I know, right? I'm just like, girl, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. To the back of the line. Um, I no, because I just wanted to actually. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to move on from um, just like, yeah, carry on from Kareen's point, and um, I think a big part of it is the fact that he's a black man telling, you know, speaking to black women one I feel like if Kevin was speaking to white women black women wouldn't be in such an uproar and if Kevin was a white man speaking to black women they wouldn't be in such an uproar I remember we had um, a content creator the pink pill she brought on this man called Jordan Harbinger Harbinger something I don't know how you pronounce it but she brought um, him onto her show and this is a guy that's a millionaire and he started listing his requirements from a woman. And bear in mind, when it came to Kevin listing the requirements, these women were saying that this is, you know, borderline ab abusive, you want us to be slaves, all of this sort of stuff. And when the white man got up there and he spoke about how you've won, you've got to be young, you've got to be in shape. Um, listen, he said, I'm not having any lazy woman around me. I don't care if I'm a millionaire. You're not going to be a stay-at-home wife. You're going to run my businesses. You're going to run my accounts. I want you to have a job on the side. He listed all of these different requirements for the women. And I'm telling you, like, 10 times more than what Kevin says a woman has to do. And the women were just eating it up. They were like, yeah, that's a real man. They were just singing his praises. And it made no sense to me because it's like, you're saying that Kevin <laughs> is demanding too much of you and he's trying to take you back to you know the 1950s and he wants a Stepford wife but this guy is asking for 10 times more and when he says it you basically bow down but when Kevin says it it's a problem so I feel like part of it is that he, he is a, a black man and women don't want to be um they don't want to hear a black man asking for a black woman to, to be feminine and um I was reading a book and it's called um, Macho and the Myth of the Black Superwoman and it takes it back right to the 70s when the feminist movement started with um, black American women and what happened was was that the men were saying to the black women we want you to be fe feminine and the women said that's that basically femininity is a European standard femininity is a European standard and you want us under the white man's farm and you're following the white man and we're not about to be here being feminine we're strong we're independent you know we, we're, we're go-getters and basically that's what we it translates to what we see today black women moved away from femininity and wanted to be strong independent this is written like literally in literature in speeches in magazines in books you'll see it all over the place they wanted to pick that strong and independent thing 
And then now it's it's weird because you see all of these women run into femininity channels and they're they're watching, you know, these large black female content creators to learn how to be feminine when really and truly this is what men have been asking for for decades. And that's what Kevin is introducing. So it's like, you know what a man wants. Kevin is there providing you the solution. Just listen. Just listen. Because ultimately, they all have the same aim. You have women who want to be feminine, who want to be able to, to you know, rest in their femininity, as Ashanti says. So if you want to rest in your femininity, follow his advice, listen to his advice. Nobody's going to coddle you. Coddling is for babies, in my opinion. And as children start to get older, you coddle them less and less and less until they get to adult status. And then you treat them like an adult. So nobody's about to be here coddling a grown woman. If you want protection and you want to be cared for and you want to be able to rest in your femininity, men protect women who are under their leadership or who are following their guidelines. Why would a guy go out of his way to protect a woman who is doing the opposite of what he wants? That means he's protecting the opposite of his desires. It makes no sense. Men are going to protect women who are on their page. So if you want protection... You want to rest in your femininity, then you know get under a man. It's that simple. You know Absolutely. what, Jessica? Oh, I, you 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 said that, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. The funny thing about the very last thing that you said about a man protecting a woman who is kind of not under his program—that um, is, that has long been the belief of black men as it relates to the conscious community. That's why black men in this space shun consciousness because they believe that men that are conscious protect and elevate women, black women, even when they're not deserving of it. But that is a myth of consciousness. Men that are conscious and are truly conscious, they also hold women uh, accountable for their actions. The difference is what people in this space see is that, um, or what people see in general is that conscious men come from a uh, mindset where you don't chastise your people in public. So they feel like because you're not telling these women in public that they're crappy or pieces of crap, then you know, you're know you remiss in holding them accountable. Um, but I do think that there is, uh, that you are encouraging almost, you're almost encouraging uh, bad behavior when you um, offer protection and security despite the fact that a woman is doing everything that goes against uh, your program and or uh, what would be required of someone being a good contributor of the community. Right. Uh, it just, it makes no sense. Imagine I'm, I'm trying to fill in a hole with, let's just say dirt. I'm using my spade and I'm, I'm throwing the dirt in the hole and she's got her spade and she's just taking it back out as I put it in. Am I going to keep that person in my space to allow them to keep doing that? No. I have a goal. I want to fill up this hole. You're either going to help me take your spade and help me fill it out, but you're definitely not going to be in my space taking the dirt back out. It's simple. Right. Mind if I make a quick comment? Sure, go ahead. Comment real quick. Yeah, I've, I've been on standby just listening. But um, to be honest, I think you know I'm I'm in full agreement with everyone here. But our problem is we have too many people who feel they have a voice when they really don't. Um, and I say that because a little bit behind my background, I'm, I'm of uh, Caribbean origin, came to the States, went to the military. Um, I've done nothing but blue collar jobs. So I don't really have a college degree. 
but from a leadership aspect, what I learned in the military is if you have too many people trying to voice your own opinions to say, I want to have my, my say in this or I want to have my say in that, then it definitely takes away from the objective, which is the overall um, best end result for the team or for the community. So you have a lot of, you have, you have some men that come in here that are extremists in my opinion. They're extremists because they're not actually listening to the message and taking the good from the message. You can always disagree with somebody, but just because you disagree does not mean that your disagreement is so on point or so legit that it's actually, it, it actually warrants some sort of respect. Your, your disagreement in itself can cause more harm than anything. That's why we're constantly having this conversation. There are too many people voicing so many negative um, comments or negative opinions without actually looking at the big picture or the end result, which is the rebuilding of our community, the rebuilding of our the relationships within our community. I hear people bash Kevin, and I understand why they bash him, but there's not enough evidence or no one can actually pull up any videos where this, this man has actually come online and he immediately starts you know, with a fight with someone, he gives them the respect, listens to what they're saying and what he's actually portraying. If, if people are actually mature enough and, and paying attention is he's portraying that he's demonstrating how people are not actually listening to him during the conversation, which is why there's a miscommunication, because if he has to repeat himself over and over, that's an individual not listening because they want to voice their own opinion. If they did less of that, they voice their opinion, say, okay, well, let me respond, and they listen to it, they have less to respond to. They won't really have to sit there and say anything. But again, this leads down to a lot of people in our society now feeling, feeling as though they all have a voice. Like myself, I can give my opinion, but I'll fall back and listen. I don't have to necessarily speak all the time. But you learn a lot more by paying attention to things around you. If you're doing a lot more talking more than anyone else, you're not actually hearing or seeing the problem. That's just my little tidbit for right now, and I'll just fall back for right now. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, let me read these super chats. Uh, shout out to Brother David Johnson. He says, unfortunately, it's sad to say a lot of Black women are all cap. Um, David, I even go as far as to say as Black people. Um, honey, we can't take it. It's a lot of stuff we got going on. We got a lot of problems. Uh, shout out to you again, bro. He says the problem is too many dumb people have voices while the smart people's voices are being drowned out. And so, David, then my question to you would be, um, it, but it's uh, would it be our responsibility um, as the smart people to make sure that the smart people's voices get heard? Because uh people elevating is a choice of the community in itself that's our choice um on who we elevate so uh yeah i, th I think that would be my question um thank you so much for that super chat and um next i i was that mr J uh z who spoke last no that was, that was Adonis. Dustin as well okay uh well oh that was Adonis. my bad okay well mr z what are your thoughts on um the show and the topic Who is Mr. Z? No, I don't know who. Black in effect. Mr. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's unmuted, but we can't hear him. 
Okay, Mr. Z, we'll we'll come back. We'll come back down to 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 you. Um, let's get Big Truck up in this thing. Brace yourselves, Big Truck. What are your thoughts? Good evening, ladies. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, yes, as yes, always. Yeah, I'm on my uh, phone. I'm not at my computer just yet. Okay. So basically, <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, here's the thing. I love Kevin Samuels. I love Kevin Samuels. Show. I am actually a ranking general in the Kevin Samuels Defense Force, and uh, we actively participate in protecting his channel and uh, making sure his message spreads. Now, the only downside that I personally have... Can't just be claiming those ranks out here, big truck. Well, I'm a general. I'm a general. You're a lieutenant. But anyway, um, <laughs> the problem... I'll say it like this. The problem that I have with him is that he's more... He's kind of like... like I like an air traffic controller that's giving out directions to planes that have already crashed. What we need is him giving these directions to the planes before they take off. So ultimately, my issue with him is, and I'm glad Jessica pointed it out, like the, um, the person he had on the show that was actually a wealthy man. The issue that I have is it's a little disingenuous to me to have this show talking about quote-unquote high-value men when the average person who's calling into your show is a low-value woman who wants a high-value man, has no chance of getting a high-value man, I think, to me, that's a little disingenuous because it's like you're putting out hope that you shouldn't be putting out. But that's my only issue with it. Now, as far as is he a savior to the black community, well, that all depends on whether or not young women are hearing his message and actually considering it. I'm not saying they have to follow it. I'm just saying, are they considering it or are they just dismissing him as a male chauvinist and abusive and blah, 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 all that stuff they keep coming up with trying to attack him. So that's my only real issue with them. Other than that, I love him. He's probably listening right now. And um, I listen to his show, love his show. And, um, and that's basically that. To be completely honest, Big Truck, I, I, I think in uh, just of my review and my research for the show, I think that there's probably more experienced women who seem to be taking heed to his message. I, I heard some younger women, but most of the women that I saw giving him thanks, giving him praise were women with some experience, maybe in their 30s, some in their 40s. But I did hear a few women in their 20s. But from what I've seen, um, Gen Z seems to be more of uh, the ones like pushing back against like any notion of traditionalism. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. And you have to understand the reason why. When you go to college, you're being indoctrinated with liberal feminist propaganda and talking points. Yep. And the sad thing about it is, I, and I'm going to, you, you would have loved to see me because I had, when I had to get my master's degree, I had basically liberal feminist professors and I literally had to sit there quietly and I had to pretend that I was absorbing everything that they were saying. I had to write papers about LGBT. I still got them on file. I had to write papers about women's rights, and blah, blah, blah. I got straight <clears throat> A's because I was such a good chameleon. Listen to the game, said. I got straight A's and I got proof. I got straight A's. And the sad thing is, I realized they were trying to indoctrinate me, but they couldn't. Now, when you're dealing with younger kids, they can be indoctrinated with all of this stuff. I can't. Once I turned 30 years old, I was the same asshole I'm going to be for the rest of my life. But these kids, you can, you can force them to accept this stuff. So once they got these girls 
being more masculine and thinking, oh, yeah, well, I don't need no man. I can do it by myself. I can do what I want. Once you got that bullshit out there, you basically destroyed an entire generation of women. I get how that happens at, like, say, primary school age and secondary school age. But how does that happen at university? Because when well, I when I was okay, at university, well, we didn't have any sort of feminist literature. It starts in primary school, though. Like, they're, you're literally prepping them before they get to university. I get that. I, I get I that want, part. But how is oh, it encouraged within universities? Because I didn't have to try any of Yeah, sure. Can I explain that? Okay, first of all, first of all, uh, it comes from forcing you to study certain topics. For instance, I mentioned the fact that I had to write a number of papers about protection of LGBT students and protection of the LGBT community. I had to write papers like this. And mm -hmm. I had to do it with a smile on my face because the professors demanded nothing less than that. Or I had they implemented social justice. And I now I am strictly pro-death penalty, me personally. I had to talk about, oh, yeah, well, we should forgive the criminals and murderers and rapists. We should try to retrain them. And I, I was forced to sit there quietly, listen to this person tell me what she wants me to do and think. And I'm forced to regurgitate it. I'm forced to do that in order to get a good grade on my report card or to get a good transcript grade. They have started these kids with this, all of these different types of ideologies. As you know, you've seen um, uh, transformers in dresses reading to children in school, and they're teaching, they're indoctrinating the kids to think all of this is okay. But that's besides the point. The issue that I have is that if they're going to use those same liberal feminist propaganda talking points on children, and they're gonna grow them like that, what you're gonna end up with is young girls who are less feminine, who think that they can do just about anything they want, be as sexually liberated as they want. And you mm -hmm. grow up with young boys thinking that they're predators. So imagine your sons being trained to believe that they themselves are a threat to women and that they have to muffle themselves and control themselves. See, the mistake they made with me was I was born in the 1980s. I can't be reprogrammed. I can't be. Everything I believe, I'm going to believe it to the day I die. But these kids, if you get at these children, you can force the them beginning. to do anything and be yeah. anything you want. Because I had my, my nephew came um, to sleep over and he brought his, his school books. You know, they, they give them books to take home and read. Um, and this was when he was in nursery. And the book that they brought, that they gave him to take home was called Red Rockets and Rainbow Jelly. Um, and the book was basically an LGBT book about two boys who fall in love. And um, it was just like, you could see that they're pushing these things on them from a very early age. And then they were learning about recently about families and how, um, you know, like how they teach them about sex. I don't know if they do that over there, but they were teaching over here, they teach the kids pretty young and they taught them about sex between men on men and like women on women and just how sex works. When we did it, it was just normal sex. Um, yeah. They taught them That's about big, basically anal sex and he's seven. That's a big thing here in the US, the new curriculum that they're rolling out. Um, sex education does talk about same sex with the same uh, person of the same gender too. Um, it, but, they, but they don't wanna talk about, they're refusing to teach anything on, on the CRT uh, curriculum, but yeah. Um, 
that, that that's what I'm saying. Part of the indoctrination, like it starts early and you're being prepped for it. And then some of your required courses, uh, depending upon your uh, degree, may be women's studies or uh, something similar. So, yeah, um, that's where it comes Yeah, from. I think that's what I think when it gets to university levels, maybe our education systems differ because I didn't do anything involved with feminism, LGBT, none of that, none of that. So I think it might just be differences. But in yeah. the lower levels at school, it's definitely there because he came back and was saying, you know, men men have sex in, in their bums. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, we learned about it at school. Oh, and see, this is with women, they... Yeah, he's like, Ew, with women, no. they put it in, in the vagina and with men, they put it in their bums. And he sat used down to like, be able to him. opt out, sign a, a, a form to opt out of your children being taught sex ed. I don't know if they still have that. Well, I'll say it yeah, like I'd this. Have to ask my sister. Uh, the schools, uh, let me say it like this, C. Rose. I'm not sure exactly what rules you're under down there, but the public schools have what's called Title IX funding. The public mm -hmm. schools are forced, they are forced to yep. teach certain levels of sex, sexual harassment, and anti bullying regard, um, based on sexual harassment in order to protect. LGBT students. Now, I have nothing against LGBT students. I have nothing against them. My only thing is, when they're forcing the indoctrination of these kids, you have to understand LGBT and their agenda is pretty much um, it's anti-conservative and most blacks, because we you know are in the church, we have some type of conservative leaning where most right. blacks, they don't like that. But you know what? I've gotten a little off the point. Let me just say this about Kevin Samuels. The, the thing about it that I have about him is he's trying to break the cycle of old women spoiling young women because they know that they're competition. So what he does is he yeah. points and says, oh, do you want to listen to this old hag who's single or do you want to listen to a man who's trying to tell you how you can get on his 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 role? And, you know, my I'm I'm almost 40. My girlfriend's about half my age, but she's like 24 uh, or turning 24. And the thing about it is the um, her culture, as you'll probably notice, a lot of women outside their cultures, their cultures indoctrinate them to be wives and indoctrinate them to be mothers. And because of that, those women have no trouble finding men and staying in a marriage. They have no trouble. The problem that I have here in this country is our women are taught to compete with men and they're taught that they can win, which they can't. Right. Because the wall and the clock are always against you. And with a man, it's just not so. So my thing is, women shouldn't be competing with men. Women should be trying to uplift men to make them better men, but not by trying to force them to be feminine. That's just stupid. Um, Really, really good points, Big Truck. Uh, let me read. Well, well, I just want you to understand. I can be very reasonable and nice and calm as long as I'm not going up against like some uh, prostitute or porn star, or some shit. You know trying to attack. If you try to attack Kevin Samuels, the general's coming. Oh my gosh! Thank you for your contribution to You're the conversation. Uh, I got a super chat from Black Wizard. He says, "I find the I'm waiting on a man to rest in my femininity." argument interesting when thinking about the contention with kevin samuel's delivery i think they can be feminine independent of a man you can vet your suitors without being a jerk about it completely 100 agree with that um thank you black wizard appreciate you bro 
Adonis says, shout out to Big Truck for the moderator upgrade. Thanks for having me on, ladies. Always got my support, even if I don't fully agree. Keep it up. Adonis, we appreciate that because we definitely welcome dissenting viewpoints here. Um, we This is not a circle jerk. We are um, open to having everyone come and join the dialogue despite uh, what your opinion might be. Mm-hmm. And I think it just makes us better debaters, and it makes us better yeah. debaters at some point. That Sometimes. point too. And just had it, it keeps the conversation far more interesting. Yeah. Gabe A says it's not about what the schools teach; it's about the parents being informed. Parents need to be teachers in the home. If education stops in the schools, that's a parental failure. Agree, ten thousand yeah. percent. Um, even if you do send your children to public schools, you should still continue the education outside of the school system because, first of all, the school system isn't going to teach them everything, and we know they teach them a whitewashed version. But um, we also got a super chat from Tim Howard. He says, protect and support the free thinking, heterosexual, masculine, black males media at all costs, period. Thank mm. you, Tim Howard. Appreciate that. And I definitely support it. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Black in effect, um, can you hear us? Black in effect. Black and Effect been up here all day, baby, and I just feel bad. I all feel right, bad well, that he can't hear us or can't. Yeah, speak. he's having some audio issues. He might have to drop off and come I back. I think he can hear. He can hear you, but we just can't we hear can't him because when him. you asked him to mute up, he unmuted. He's trying to yeah. speak, but we can't hear you. You might need to reconnect to Streamyards. Go out and come and like exit out of Streamyards and come back. Um, yeah. Who's next? Gaston's world. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's get them on up in here. Gaskin, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Hey, everybody in hey, the stream. Jessica. I appreciate y'all making hey. this. Hey, Jessica, how you doing? I appreciate y'all making this space so that, you know, everybody can have a say. I think that uh, one thing Kevin Samuel's been doing lately is talking to women. And I appreciate the dialogue that he creates there. But I think that, like you said, kind of balancing out the space can be beneficial moving forward but you know it's his show which is my point uh is kevin samuels the savior that the black community needs uh savior i think is a strong word to use for anybody especially uh someone in the year 2021 when we have so many things that we can look back on and say oh that was a mistake oh you tweeted that back in 2014 man no savior there uh so I think that what it really boils down to is Kevin Samuels is a showman. Kevin Samuels is an entertainer. And I think he's what his content that he's creating while he's creating the opportunity for us to have these dialogues, these these great dialogues between, you know, men and women, black men and women especially. Um, he's he's also an entertainer. And I think that when we hold people to such a high regard and say, oh, they should be educated they should be this they should be that people can be whoever they want to be on social media and you know the dialogue as long as we're having the conversations i think that there's a benefit to us all so okay um but when you say that he is an entertainer and a showman do you think that uh with him being an entertainer or part entertainer and a showman do you think that it that detracts from his overall message Sometimes. And I say sometimes because 
as an entertainer and a showman, somebody's not going to like the show. Somebody's going to be like, man, this dude is saying everything I don't want to hear. This dude is saying everything that's triggering me. And I think that Mona Scott probably <laughs> monopolized that on TV with Love and Hip Hop and that controversy sells. I mean, you're going to make money. You're going to make money making somebody mad because, hey, the but at the end of the day, as long as the conversation is being had on the back end, I think that's what we're kind of losing focus on and what really needs to be kind of pushed forward is that, hey, maybe the messenger isn't the isn't the savior that we all need right now, but at least we're having the conversation. So is it detracting from his message? Sometimes. Okay. It's interesting that you compared him to uh, Mona Scott Young um, with like love and hip hop, which I find, I I really find that to be uh, very interesting um, because to me, uh, Mona Scott Young actually promotes, uh, she would actually be like the anti uh, Kevin, in my opinion. Um, Now, I would agree that um, Kevin Samuel's delivery at times can be uh, off-putting. I can agree with that. I I can say that his uh, delivery can be a bit off-putting. But um, their message as to what Mona Scott promotes, and Mona Scott, uh, to me, she'd have a show called uh, Love and Hip Hop, which you'll see some people that are married, but you see all kinds of scandals. Um, You see women um, at their lowest uh, state. Um, to where they're uh, manipulative, mean, loud, boisterous, um, hateful, evil, um, disgusting creatures. They're not feminine. Um, They're not resting in their femininity. So to me, he would act, Mona would be promoting like uh, the anti uh, uh, as to what Kevin promotes. What are your thoughts on that? So I think that recently, like I said, if you go back to the old Kevin Samuels, the Kevin Samuels from 2000, let's say 16, 17, um yeah that would be the anti of that but again now uh with this uh not i won't say combative space but with this space that's creating second second no go ahead go ahead finish your point yeah let uh -uh, let him let him finish his uh point We're, we're going in order go ahead i think that uh Okay, can you repeat the question, Sister George? That threw me off. Um, basically, with Mona Scott being the anti, she's the anti Kevin. Um, and I forgot my own question, baby. Of uh, see, that's why we don't interrupt. <laughs> I think that uh, okay. So let me not say too much since that's a problem for somebody. Uh, no, say what you want. This is our show. <laughs> uh, again, Kevin. Um, He's like I said, an entertainer, and he's bringing. Well, that's what. That's why I think he's garnered a billion subscribers on YouTube is because he creates a show. And if he was doing a TED talk, we wouldn't listen. And so what he does with the sounds, mm-hmm. with the rhetoric, with the interaction with these women who, you know, these are genuine women. I believe that they are genuinely saying this is what I want. And you know, we know as an audience, this is not what you're gonna get. But it's entertaining to watch because it's like, wow, she really thinks this is an outcome that she can achieve. And so we watch, we laugh, we follow along and we, you know, subscribe to his content. And so while he continues to build that up, that's what we're continuing to subscribe to. And I think that if he changes 
he, if he veers off and says, okay, let me do a straight, you know, straight lace. This is what everybody needs to hear. Everybody's going to tune out. So as long as he continues to create that scene, create that, this is, you know, entertainment. That's what people are going to continue to subscribe to. I um actually can agree with that. And that was one of my um talking points that I've written down. I don't even know if I said it or not. Um, being that the show is entertaining um, and that we we do like drama as a people. Um, as a people, we pay attention to uh, something that is loud and boisterous and that's kind of getting on our ass more so than we pay attention to uh, what's soft and nice. And so I don't feel like, uh, sometimes I do feel like you have to kind of have the, medicine um with the sweet right so, and i think i'm sorry that was my comparison to mona scott is that he's creating the show so it's not so much that he's i'm the example because we don't ever see mona scott on love and hip-hop she's creating the show that people are tuning into and so as long as he's the create the content creator he's going to create what people are going to subscribe to so while the message is you know maybe getting skewed now because he says oh this is a men's show this is created for men but now women are tuning in. And so even though he's not coddling women, he's creating the content that they're going to continue to watch and listen to. That's true. That's true. Um, well, thank you so much for uh, your contribution to our conversation. Um, we greatly, greatly appreciate you. Um, we're going to start wrapping up at this point. And so I'm going to drop you guys down as you make your last point. So um, that's about it. Black in effect, can you hear us? Are you there? Damn it, black in effect, we can't hear you. <laughs> Unfortunately, we um, cannot hear you at all. We want to leave him up here and we'll try him again before we close out and just go on to the next person. Yeah. Um, Sheed, we hear, let me read this super chat, but you're up next. Uh, love Kevin Samuel's show. Young women need to take heed, have the best chance to get what they want. Hard-headed women, date Dusty or buy a dog or cat. Um, yeah. um, Neat, you didn't have to drop down. We were going to give you an opportunity to say some final comments. So if you had something else that you wanted to add, you were certainly welcome. Girl, you got to be out of here in 20 minutes. He said everything he was going to say, baby. That's no, people. I said Neek. Neek. Oh, Neek. Oh, she didn't yeah. have to. I thought she was talking about the uh, other dude. Okay. No. Um, Sorry, honey. Uh, Sheed, what are your thoughts, honey? Yeah, I wasn't trying to cut the other guy off. I was just saying because he wasn't saying that, and I was trying to say keep the conversation going because I think he got lost by not listening to the question. That's how everything got misled. But basically, with the love and hip hop thing, you know, it, it, it's funny how Mona makes these shows like Love and Hip Hop and Real Housewives of Atlanta, but she had a woman on it that wasn't married. So actually, how are you going to promote this Real Housewives? You have a woman that's not married on there and a woman that's getting a divorce that's causing chaos within the whole mix. You know, that element supposed to be married couples and to have people that are not married is stirring up the pot. So she kind of knew what she was doing when she did. The Real Housewives is Mona Scott Young. Oh, well, I don't know whoever. And, I, they um, all the same. Some of those shows were actually <laughs> but, brought forth by a black man. I forget his name. Uh, Carlos King uh, would be... Yeah. Uh, one of the people well, that King isn't even on there anymore. Well, I, well, I'm I'm just gonna say take Mona off of that because yeah. I don't know, but they all the same to me. When I I, I really just like housewives like, is I don't. But uh, basically, when you come down to it, I'm, a lot of people. 
a lot of people keep talking about Kevin in the situation, but the point is, stop looking at him. You know, if if you don't like his message, don't look at it because obviously you can't deny the behavior that he talks about. Because night after night, if you look at the conversation, no matter what goes on, he's speaking. Cut it off, boy. He's speaking to their behavior. So if there's an issue, just change your behavior. I mean, if 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 you have an issue with behavior and he's trying to correct your behavior, that's all it is. If you don't like the message, I mean, you got like Buddha, Allah, all these different messengers, but the point of it is the message shouldn't change. If you have an issue within that message that he's trying to present to you, you either take the message and apply it to better your life, or you deny the message and continue living. And the people who are denying the message, like I, I say, hot girl summer make old lonely winners. So when you keep going, that's that's what you're going to have. This whole die long and get a dog stuff, of course, that's going to be it. But the point of it is, like, this whole thing about him pu pushing men to um, hit on women and stuff like that, a lot of guys are saying, the point of it is, as a black man, you getting shot for selling cigarettes, getting shot for giving your driver's license, let a guy actually do something to get in trouble. So most guys are not crazy enough to go down that path. I mean, just seriously. And the point of it is you can hear this all day and women want to, you know, do petitions and all this stuff, but they don't want to change the behavior, but they always want to point out the issues that, you know, they, of their feelings. And that's that's the main thing what I push about in this space. It's so many people come out with feelings versus the facts and, you know, the stuff that needs to be addressed. So I'm going to go ahead with that. Um, well, Sheed, I think you brought about some good points. Um, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, women do like to point it out, but we don't want the finger pointed back at us. And like I said, we have not um, been held to the same level of accountability that we've been held to now. So I think you point out, bring up, bring about some really good points. Thank you so much for uh, coming through. Um, hopefully you'll join us next week because, uh, you know, we're going to keep it lit. Um, so thank you for coming through. Uh, shout out to Adonis1909. Trucker, trucker, beep, beep up over this thing. He said yes. these shows cater to the women that like it. Following a immature woman leads to a man's destruction. And these shows sell because it's what they want. Um, Adonis, that is an excellent point. Um, thank excellent. you so much for that. Excellent. Um, excellent. next we'll have uh, can let's do Gaston's world. Yep, Gaston's world. What are your final thoughts? Uh, finally, I just want to say I appreciate you all, I appreciate this entire space. Uh, and then Kevin Samuels. I, I actually do like Kevin Samuels. I think that uh, his message is not something new, but something that hasn't been put on this big of a platform yet. And I think that's the biggest thing to take away from all of it is that we're all beginning to have these conversations. We're all beginning to enter into this space where it's okay for men to speak up about what they want and how they feel. And as long as he continues to create the content that's bringing more people in, I have no issues with them at all. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I think that's a great message. And um, that's what the manosphere 
in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I think that's what we're promoting is um, a uh, message uh, for the collective of women and especially young black women um, looking who are looking to be married and um, uh, wanting to be provided for and taken care of um, and to be out of survival, survival mode. So I, yeah. I, I think that's a, a good way to promote it. I think he does bring in a lot of people and with him promoting that message, I think it is a benefit to all. So I think that was a good point. Uh, Mr. Z, can you hear us? Can you say something? Uh-oh. Damn, Mr. Z won't be great. Uh, let us get in. Uh, can Sean, can Sean, what are your final thoughts? Thank you. Um, my final thoughts are, I think to, today we didn't get a chance to bring up the, the point that Mr. Samuels emphasizes we need our own black media. And that covers a lot of line, um, home, school, curriculum, basically segregating ourselves from the depiction of how our image is, be it black male or black woman. So we don't want the image of the Tyler Perry or Love and Hip Hop or BET or Ebony or uh, Metropolitan. We want our own image. It's going to have to be funded by us. It's all through the manosphere. I'm sure you know Sister George and she rose, but this is our, our, our funding us to go through tea parties, through the mayors of what we want for our children, how we want to be depicted through media, through news. And I just wanted to make that point. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, everybody go ahead and hit the like button because y'all up in here, yes. we didn't gave y'all three and a half hours worth of show and y'all won't hit the, y'all better hit that damn like button. Um, Neek, what are your final thoughts? Hello. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, like I watched you guys show with the woman who created the petition and I listened and I thought like what she was kind of saying was ridiculous because she was saying he was promoting um, domestic um, abuse. And I think she misconstrued his message and tried to blow it out of proportion. But yeah, I feel like if you don't like Kevin's message and what he has to say, why tune in? You know what I mean? And she says she frequently watched the show. For me, if I don't like somebody and if I don't like their message they got one one time to rub me the wrong way and they won't get a view out of me but um I think people shouldn't tune into his show if they don't like what he has to say and then it, it is his platform and these women are consenting to go on his platform for the public embarrassment and fodder or whatever else they face um and I do wish women that do call into his show I wish women in general would just be more honest because when I watch his shows, like a lot of the women's, a lot of the women will say like they've been proposed to this many times. They turned down. It didn't work out. What's so hard about saying the men never just gave you a ring? You just never could get it. And I want women to just be more honest going forward. Um, uh, Nick, do you have a show, or do you have a channel? Um, yeah, I do. I ha I have a channel. This is my channel. Um, I have videos, but um, I'm not really active on it <laughs> okay. for okay. different reasons. But yeah, um, I, I do different videos and stuff and I've been on other platforms, but yeah. Okay. I think this is your first time over here on our panel, but we thank you so much for coming through and um, thank you 
Thanks for having uh, me. Drop your channel in our private chat and we'll drop your channel um, down in the chat. So uh, maybe you can get some viewership and some subs. But okay. uh, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Um, shout out to Gaston's World. Gaston said, uh, thank you for having me. You ladies are invaluable to the growth of our community. Um, child, you the first person to say that because yeah. they be needing So sweet, so dope. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We try to have a neutral space for uh, the conversation to be had. We may not always 100% uh, agree with the male perspectives, but uh, and we may we definitely don't always 100% agree with the female perspectives. But we want to. We our desire was to foster a platform where the conversation can be had, um, regardless of you know what our thoughts and opinions are on the matter so thank you for saying that that means a lot yes um let's get miss jessica x up in here uh honey you know she always uh with the takeover honey so mm -hmm. mm. she gonna drop she, she but you know she typically in closing <laughs> doesn't say much but she she drops gems she don't do nothing but drop bombs and leave i'm sick of this shit go ahead girl what you get mm. <laughs> <laughs> The only bomb I have to drop is to tell people to hit the like button. I know that we can get the likes up to at least 150 right now. That's like 34 more likes. Because for some reason, people are always very stingy when it comes to hitting the like button. Um, and you guys enjoy the show. Like they said, it's three and a half hours that they have given you. So the least people can do to show their appreciation is hit the like button. Um, but thank you for having me up as always. And I'm going to see you guys on your next show. Thank you so much, Jessica. We appreciate you coming Definitely through. Definitely appreciate her. She always come through looking out, making sure she tell y'all to hit the like button, sending folks over here. And we appreciate her support. So thank you, dear. Yes. Um. Well, that is it for our show. I thought that um, this was an excellent, excellent, excellent show. Excellent panel. Um, we did our thing per usual because we always have some big shit popping over here. Um, you guys stay tuned. If you have not subscribed, subscribe. If you missed the show, catch the playback because this is actually one of our better shows, even though all shows be popping. I feel like I mean, yeah, yeah I'm just saying. Um, so if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, hit the like button, uh, cash app us, super chat us, do all that good stuff. But you know, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good show. I enjoyed us. Absolutely. Um, really definitely a super good show. I enjoyed the discussion. I truly enjoyed the panel. Yes. ARC blessed us today. We appreciate you. I'm he saying. was coming through with the big super chats and we appreciate your love and support ARC. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, he, uh, well, I'm sorry. Um, I also wanted to just say like, I enjoyed our discussion even before we we opened up the panel. Just some very good discussion surrounding whether or not Kevin Samuels is the savior that the Black community needs. And I think that we both did a very good job of breaking down our points as it relates to, um, you know, claim supports that support our perspective on whether or not he's the savior. Uh, so yeah, we, we did our thing today. I enjoyed um, the entire show throughout. Uh, thank you to everyone who joined the panel and chimed in some very good conversation on this show as always. Thank you for everyone who super chatted us. Thank you 
to Kick Clouds for the Cash app. Uh, and uh, thank you to the chat for keeping it popping. Yes, absolutely. Um, we hope you guys have a great start to the week. If you are in the Georgia area, send them damn children back to school. Make sure they got their mask and they water, <laughs> honey. Don't have them calling your house on the first day talking about you got to come up to the school. So she's trying to get them um, out. I know why she's still in that honeymoon phase. That part. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but everybody have a great start to the week and we will see you guys next week. Be safe. We're out. Peace.